<laughs> no, not necessary. Not, there shall be no knifing one another. Everybody knows who's in charge. Yes, you. Of course. Of course. Welcome back to A Stark Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Welcome back, everybody. What's up? For Here episode 21. 21. Getting oh, yeah. back in form after the new year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a little rusty. Find, finding, in the last we're, finding, one. we're finding some <laughs> sense of um, routine yeah, right? and. <laughs> the same, doing the same thing exactly. and getting back into how we were before right. the, the holiday right. break. Right, exactly. That break just like yeah. so good. But also I was like, oh, yeah, how do holidays, I podcast again? The holidays <laughs> always mess me up with right? literally anything. Oh, gosh, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. And even now it feels like I haven't seen you in forever, even though it's only been two weeks. It's every right? time. Yeah. yeah. Only yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Ugh, crazy town banana pants. So, um, yes, the thanks to everybody who tuned in to our first episode of the new year, number 20, with Doctor Strange. I mm-hmm. hope you enjoyed that one. It was a long one. Uh, this one is also going to be a long one, but I'm not going to jump there quite yet. And um, I wanted to share some fun Patreon news. Um, just a gigantic thank you to Katie, one of our one of our backers who just Woo. upgraded her support Woo. to the highest tier. So welcome Ooh. to the We Are Groot salute. Yes, welcome. Katie, woohoo. Um, yeah, I mean there's not is there anything else you want to cover before we get right into it? Because that's oh. like that's that's pretty much it. This is gonna be a, an action-packed one. I mean, okay, <laughs> well, I mean we I we, I just talked about this off mic, but it feels actually very relieving that the embargo of Spider-Man No Way Home yes. stuff is just over and yes. they can talk about anything. The official still of all three of them that I was dying I was going to bring that up actually. <laughs> yes. So good. Because I was like, how far after a movie is released does the marketing go and right. like the press and the press for it. Yeah. So I was like, so they just released that new poster, which mm-hmm. is probably one of the best ones that oh, they've released. It's the best poster. <laughs> I know. I'm like, how do I get something with that? And I, it's from Japan, which yes. is a thing. And I collect those, I collect those chirashi. They're called mini, mini posters. In oh, Japan, okay. The flyers basically. Yeah. Like you see the guardians ones I have in the hallway. Yeah. And I collect all of those. And so if they get one of those in Japan, Oh, I'm adding that. I'm going to yeah. frame that bad boy. That's a good So I have poster. that. They released official stills mm-hmm. of all three of them mm-hmm. together. So it's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. We know like cats yeah. out the bag, literally. <laughs> like, so it's yeah. like, yeah, there's no hiding that. Okay. Yeah. All three, all three Spider-Men are in this movie. Exactly. And I feel confident and weird saying that out loud. I know. Well, it's like we said in the last episode, Spider-Man, Peter Parker portrayed by Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and... Oh, oh, <laughs> Tobey Maguire. I had to think about who you said at first. I was like, oh, oh okay. Toby the goat, he go last. I know. Uh, and then, I'm so, an Andrew girl, but I will say Toby's still the goat. Oh yeah. Then in the, oh, in the last like few weeks too, I've been like getting recommended on YouTube, like the like um, Amazing Spider-Man two clips are both of the, both those yeah. movies. 
And then the more I've watched these clips of Andrew as Spider-Man, <laughs> I'm like, ah. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. He's really good as Peter Parker he's, Spider-Man. But like I said, like, and I mean, like we're going down Peter Parker part two here, but which is inevitable by the way. Mm -hmm. But he, like, again, I love Toby as like Peter Parker and I love Tom as Spider-Man. But uh. to me, that Andrew totally Garfield? makes sense, and I see it. Dang! And then uh, oh, there was I saw also her. I saw also like read like I don't know what interview it was because Andrew's on all these. He's on all these press doing junkets yeah, or whatever TikTok because he TikTok boom. He wants to. He's gonna win or be nominated for an Oscar, no doubt. I just watched it two days ago. Yeah, I was like, I, I've seen I've seen part of it, and mm -hmm. yeah, he it's kind of like he's just, he's, he's in it. That kid can act. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I remember him saying that like like oh I think an interview asked him. Like, oh, like, what do you think about like all the fans on, you know, the social media, like advocating for like <laughs> ASM3? Yeah. And then he was like, where were you guys in 2014? That's exactly <laughs> what I was saying. I saw, I saw a reel today that was like, it was just a really somber, like, you know, like Andrew Garfield wonders where his fans were in 2014. Literally says that and it's just Peter Parker staring at his suit in the closet. Yeah. And I was like, actually, yeah, no, that's a good point because... I remember st I was standing so hard mm -hmm. and I felt like I get it like because yeah. it's Spider-Man it's easy sure people were like yeah it was all right but it was still early in the Toby was better era so he had that going for him too yeah and now it's kind of like oh yeah. now you want Amazing Spider-Man 3 yeah like did you even like, watch Amazing Spider-Man 2 yeah like <laughs> they I mean his portrayal in the yeah. MCU kind of oh, really you know so brought back you know only kind of helped his arc yeah but the fact that his arc helped out Tom's arc. Exactly. Is the best. I think I read I read a couple articles on that. Um like when 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 they asked Toby and when they asked Toby and Andrew to sign on, it mm -hmm. was more like using their experience as Peter Parker Spider-Man yeah. to help Tom's yeah, arc arc. Perfect. And but also like callbacks to to their to their to their films. Yeah, exactly. Which worked perfectly. And yeah. I thought it was really well done. <sighs> And as much as I would like an ASM3, I don't need an ASM3. Because that that No Way Home storyline was just so fulfilling for me. Yeah. I was like, no. I mean, they were on screen for a good amount of time. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So hopefully, I think, I hope the last piece of promotional material they do. Yeah. Is a poster. Of all three. With all three of them. <gasps> Can you imagine? All three suits. I need it. <laughs> it's just like. I need it. I mean, yes. the people, the, you got to give the people what they want, you know, exactly. I'm all for studios, you know, doing yeah. whatever they got to do. But I'm like, this one you got to do, Dude, especially after the embargo. List. I swear everywhere they posted that, po the new poster of the broken glass. Yeah. I swear I commented on every post and I was like, Peter two and Peter three when like everywhere <laughs> I could. Cause I was like, I would like, love you to know, see that version. Like, you know, the people yeah. like want it. You don't even got to show their face. And yeah, I, cause I know that no. cause that's like a whole legal thing also too, like oh, to use true. their face, yeah, yeah. but just have all three suits. Do it. On top of the statue of living or something. I don't know. Let's go. Yeah. So <laughs> I hope that is the last piece and bit of promotional <laughs> material they do yeah. for that because then uh, it comes man. out on digital. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and I saw today, gosh, I got a notification. Oh, I saw it on Marvel and they released or Amoeba. Amoeba's got a picture disc of the oh. vinyl of the soundtrack for No Way Home. And that doesn't even come out till July. Oh my God. So I was like, Ooh, so, but what's the timing? But anyway, that's some other. That talk. is a long time, <laughs> but yeah. uh, 
All right. So that said, we will spare you the other five hours that we could talk about Peter Parker. 100%. Um, and wait for a part two on that character. Uh, if you haven't heard our first part, it's number two, episode two. So go back and listen to all things Spidey. Um, but for today, uh, you know, let's get into it. As always, we're not experts. We don't claim to be. We're just nerds nerding out. So if you've got comments, questions, suggestions, please hit us up. Love to hear from you. Oh, and speaking of... Ooh. I have a corrections corner on myself. Oh, no. <laughs> last <laughs> I can't episode, help it. I can't, I can't help, help it. it. I have to. I have to, I have to amend. Um, so the last episode, again, episode 20, Doctor Strange, I mentioned in, you know, Christine Palmer um, being like an OG character. She was an originally written character for the MCU. That is incorrect. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is part of the, uh, the, you know, I think we briefly talked about them in other episodes, but the Night Nurses. So okay, like oh, in Daredevil, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Claire Temple is a night nurse, and okay. then in Hawkeye, Hawkeye, not the show, the comic. Yes, Clint was seeing Linda Carter, who yes. was a night nurse, and so Christine Palmer is another night nurse. Oh, so there's all these nurse ladies that are weaved in and out of the the universe, and so Christine Palmer is indeed a night nurse, and we love her. We do. Can't <laughs> wait to see. Yeah, multiverse doctor, of madness. Doctor, doctor. So, um, one of our new things that we're doing is the the calendar fact of the day, and <laughs> which is funny because when we recorded Doctor Strange, the day after was the Doctor Strange yes. one, and I was like, ah, shoot! <laughs> but today we got lucky. We got kind of lucky. And um, I'm gonna read it later when we actually get to this character. But for today, January 25th. It's Malekith. Wow. Right? Whoa. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so we got that. So we're going to actually go to that later. But so if you hadn't looked at the uh, episode title, today's fantastical character is none other than Thor Odinson. Is that the mighty Thor? <laughs> Son of Odin? Who's that? Is I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Thor. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I was going to ask you to do Someone your, had that line though. Like, your best Zat Hemsworth. Thor, son of Odin. Thor, oh, I think it was, oh, I think it was, I think it was um, Heimdall. Oh, was it Heimdall? Oh, it was. Oh, in, in, in the, in the, I think I just did a horrible Idris Elba uh, impression. I, I, I was higher than it needed to be for There's some like reason. There's three octaves. Um, oh, in, in, in that, um, in that mind control scene in Age of Ultron. Oh, where everyone's oh, blind, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and then he's like, and then Heimdall's blind, and he's like, he's like, is that Thor, son of Odin? <laughs> oh, I may be blind, brother, but I see everything. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I can't. Oh God, I don't know how you do that, man. Oh my gosh, can't you see? <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, I have a problem, guys. So good. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. My favorite part about you doing it is that it's so left field for me. <laughs> In so many ways. Like, not only are you just pulling it out of, like, thin air, but you're also quoting it verbatim. And it's, like... Like Age of Ultron, what the? Yeah, the I, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have all, like I said, oh I think I've said this before. I have all this useless knowledge, but I so guess it's great. getting put to use oh, here. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. Impersonations are always welcome. Uh, so Thor Odinson, do you have do you have a Thor voice though? Uh, Loki. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I know 
<laughs> he does that a lot, right? So, so Yogi. He do, yeah, there you go. Uh, it's I have to be like super like yeah, hoarse to, with it. Yeah. Like, uh, I need a lie. What's oh, a, a lie that I can Come on. say? Uh, Loki, oh, you, you really are the worst brother. That is pretty good. <laughs> I like it. So Thor, created by Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Larry Lieber. His first appearance. So this is going to sound quite reminiscent to the discussion we had about Loki. Okay. So, um, which in many, in many ways actually, but, um, the notable first appearance for, for Thor is journey into the mystery number 83, mm -hmm. August, 1962. And so I have the cover right here, have it open for you. Whoops. Hello, iPad. There you go. And, uh, oh, yeah. classic 1962 vibes. Oh yeah. Look at the colors on I this know. thing. My God. <laughs> what kind of kills me is, are, are the, the bubbles, right? The bubbles are always, are, they used to be like a big thing for each issue to kind of like, it was the hype man yeah. of the sixties. Right. And so this thing is like introducing the mighty Thor, the most exciting superhero of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every time I see this kind of like style, yeah. I'm, I'm like, like, like the, like the, like yeah. that graphic oh of something gosh. spinning it's on perfect. screen. It's exactly right. Because like you think about it, right? Like the, of all time, two exclamation marks. And then you have the X-Men waiting in the wing to come out in the next year. And they're like, what, what about <laughs> us? Um, and so I wanted to add a new thing to, to our character studies in that I'll share how much an issue like this goes oh, for. Oh, yes. And so I looked it up. I think the viewers would, right? Listeners would love. <laughs> so the highest grade of this book on eBay right now, or at least at the time of my search, it was a 7.0, which is like oh, mid tier. If 10 is the highest. 10 is the highest, right? Yeah, that's right. Three is like, I mean, seven's like, you know, three down. It's all right. Yeah. Um, Ranges from, do you want to give a shot? The first, so the first issue, mm -hmm. highest, first, highest, first appearance of Thor. First appearance of Thor. At 7.0. Okay. So 7.0. Uh, I don't know what okay. my comparison. So that amazing Spider-Man I have, number 50. Yeah. That's a 6.5. It's a little rough. Okay. It might have so some first, first appearance of Thor, it was graded. It's graded seven. It's a graded seven. 7.0, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to go too high. And it's Thor. So it's like, you got to think like a collector, right? Like yeah. Like, especially how much Thor oh, yeah. means a lot now. Yeah, exactly. I want to... Ooh. Damn, is that low? That ooh. Wow. That ooh, each and every time. I will... Okay. I will go with... Do you want to gauge? I'm a gauge. I'm going to give a $100 gauge. Okay. Like, so, so let me give you an example. First, first uh, appearance of Winter Soldier, not Bucky Barnes. Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier, about three hundred dollars. Okay, I was gonna give the four to five hundred dollar range. Oh, pff. for Thor? Damn, <laughs> I'm not good with like. I, I don't have that oh much. I don't have much experience with like with 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 like. Oh like yeah, no, no. Six to seven. <gasps> buddy, buddy boy. Wow. You know that like the first amazing, like the man, amazing fantasy with Spider-Man's first appearance is like a cool 2.5 mil, right? Oh, crap. Superman, 2 million? My background in <laughs> in like grading stuff is Pokemon <laughs> cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> like, so I got well, that don't going get, for me. Don't get had like Logan bro who spent 3 million on 
bootleg, not even bootleg, uh, the yeah, G.I. Yeah. Joe cards. Okay, here we go. Come on. One more time. I guess... See now, now, now I want to now I want to guess a seven figure we number. We haven't even got into pop quiz yet. <laughs> now I want to get into a seven figure number. Nah, but I'm not going to. Nah, I'm gonna go no. low six figs. Go five. Five figs. Five figs. Okay, let's go. All right. Seven point Thor first appearance. Journey of the Mystery, August nineteen sixty two. Twenty to thirty k. Close. Really close. Okay. So a 7.0 of this book in its physical form on eBay, if you were to try and get it, and that doesn't include auction. So auction, like they're higher grade, yeah, probably more pristine. They're obviously real, whereas eBay is kind of like, oh. Sure. <laughs> um, if you wanted to buy that book, thirty to $60,000. For a 7.0? 7 7.0. So it's it's like a half grade. Like it's it's like a C. Yeah. Yeah. Me. That's literally me <laughs> as a student. <laughs> Dude, as a comic book, you. I wish I got paid thirty to sixty k for grand. being a yeah, a, a, like an average student. Crazy, right? Man, nuts. Do you know how many of those exist? Uh that I'm not sure. That's a great question, though. But you know, I imagine the printing back then wasn't as like I. I feel like Silver Age back and kind of modern times, like 2015 up. Yes. Might be the lesser of the print era because things started to go digital for us. So I feel like the digital age has kind of changed things. And I think, you know, back in the day, it was a little harder to mass produce. So, oh, I don't know. You know, it's it's a great question. I wonder whoever does own that <laughs> issue yeah. knows how much... How much worth. it's worth now. And it's kind of one of those things, you know, you have an uncle or a grandpa that used to yes. collect. And I've they, heard that, yeah. Oh, it was in my basement and I sold it. And then they you got want these stack of comic books? It's a, it's a bunch of just first issue and first appearances. <laughs> that's, how my, that's how my nephew's going to handle my books when I get old. I'm like, here, like, ah, I don't know what this is. Ah, ah. <laughs> what is all this? Death of Electra. <laughs> Death of Green Goblin sign. Ah, never heard of it. <laughs> Who needs this? Um, so yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, do you remember your first exposure to this character? Speaking of Thor, I mean, was it was it Marvel? Was it more of a? I'm trying to I'll, my next my follow up question after you discussed what, after you brought him up in the in your first issue. I was like, yeah. Now was Thor the comics by Stanley? Was it based off the Norse mythology yeah. of? The it's quite like Loki. They were just kind of dipping into the pool of these uh, Nordic and, you know, Asgardian yes. lore characters. And then just making them like comic book. Comic book versions of yes. them. And that's why, that's kind of why in this instance, they do regard him as Thor Odinson rather than just Thor. Thor. And why it's mighty Thor and Thor, God of Thunder, rather than just something else. Yeah. They could have easily, they could have done something completely different, yeah. but they kept it pretty true to that Norse yeah, mythology exactly. part. Exactly. And that's pretty um, awesome. I'm pretty sure, yeah, Marvel was the first mm -hmm. like kind of instance of Thor, Norse mythology, Yeah, I think. Yeah, right. And then it wasn't until, I, I said this, I mentioned this off mic too, was... Um, the God of War games, the most recent ones, the mm -hmm. PS4 ones, that they dip into Norse mythology. Kratos, mm -hmm. who's a Greek, who was previously yeah. in Greek mythology, moved over to Norse mythology yeah. story. And that's when I kind of learned more about it. Mm -hmm. And it kind of like got m just much more different perspective on yeah. Norse mythology and Norse mythology characters. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. And it's a, it's a huge 
undertaking too, I feel like, because it's like, oh, everybody kind of knows the the basic outline of a character like this, but then you you see one or you get fed one like a Marvel version and you're just like, dang, okay, and this is kind of what all, this is all that people know. Like, yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. Know, that's you know? all I knew. And then like, you start to like, look it up more. You're like, Oh, yeah. nor based off, you know, Norse mythology yeah. Thor, Odin's son. Exactly. You know, Odin, Loki, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. So you're like, Oh, this is crazy. Yeah. Cause then now you, <laughs> you have these different like iterations yeah. of Thor and the, the different nuances of the character and such. Um, and so very interestingly enough, like Doctor Strange, this is a rare instance where I have many, many versions of this character in a trading card form. Yeah. Um, well, that is until we get to Gambit, but, you know, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's um, a- but, the, you know, of course, two of them are including that legendary set from uh, San Diego Comic-Con with the Marvel first 10 years. Um there's also an Asgardians card, which we can read later, but, you know, we've got a few here. Even Hemsworth himself has one. I don't oh, even yeah. remember where I got that from. <laughs> <laughs> Endgame. Um, but I guess I'll read, let's see, this is the 1992, 1992 Marvel Masterpieces. Um, and so here we go. After the disappearance of the original Thor, prince of legendary Asgard and protector of Earth, his father Odin granted the power of thunder of the Thunder God to the mortal Eric Masterson so that he might carry on his son's sacred mission. Entrusted with the mighty Uru hammer and devastating strength, Masterson has become the new Thor, a role in which he often struggles as he tries to live up to the monumental achievements of his noble predecessor. But despite the awesomeness of his task, Masterson valiantly continues to uphold the defense of our world. So this is... Referring to Eric Masterson, uh-huh. who was a different version of Thor, because you know, as you know, we've kind of very, very briefly touched before. Donald Blake is like the name, right? Yes, Donald Blake. Yes, and so even in this issue, um, his origin issue, this is—I almost said starring. This <laughs> <laughs> this focuses on Donald Blake. So the human mm. that you see in this issue. It's all Donald Blake. And so there's this, you know, like, it's kind of like a reincarnation thing. So when Thor perishes or something, yeah. you know, his his power is bestowed upon the next he who is worthy enough. Uh-huh. And it's usually a Terran or a human of some sort, right? So yeah. um, while, while the cards talk about Eric Masterson, we're going to talk about Donald Blake today. Um, but uh, before we get too deep into that, Back to his first appearance, you know, aside this book, his original first appearance, quote unquote, was much like Loki, how he was in that Venus book. Got it was it. like a really offbeat, almost love science fiction comic. Yeah. From 1951. And so Thor specifically was in issues 12 and 13. So um, he actually arrived before Loki as far as Golden Age is concerned. Uh-huh. Um, because... Uh, you know, again, this issue is number 83 and then Loki comes in two issues after this. Oh, but, yeah. But okay. in, uh, but in Venus, he comes in after. So that's kind of interesting. I couldn't find the issue digitally. It wasn't on the Marvel app and it's Ooh, like, so I was like, huh, what are you trying to hide? <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately I don't have like what he looked like, but, um, I'm sure it's very interesting considering Thor was the king of the nether regions, um, in that book. True. 
But uh, back to the basic standards of this character, as far as the Marvel Universe is concerned, um, Thor was born to Odin Borson and Earth goddess Gaia. Um, he spent his youth attempting to prove himself worthy of Mjolnir, which results in his, you know, the fantastic ego we were just talking about. You know, I had Thor yes. on just before um, Jeffrey got here, and he's just, <laughs> he's he's a lot in that first movie. Uh, what, a, what a development from him. Yeah, honestly. Um, and so, uh, you know, while he's attempting to be worthy, um, he go, he... It, he finds himself in many battles and, and, you know, all these lovely journeys and a lot of it resorts to him with wiped memories. So again, it's back to the, the Donald Blake and the Eric Masterson thing yeah. where he almost gets reset, if uh -huh. you will. Um, and he has to start from, from square one, which is very Sisyphean of him. Um, so uh, upon breaking a treaty between Asgard and the Frost Giants, Odin banished him to Earth as a lesson in humility in the form of Donald Blake. So that's how he comes upon yes. becoming this person. And it's very interesting because, like, if you again, if you look at this book, this issue, um, you know, Donald Blake, it starts with like a very serene, like <laughs> 1962 style. He's got his hat on, he's got a suit, he has a cane, and he's yeah. a doctor. But a doctor. <laughs> And he's, he happens to be in Norway, vacationing in Norway. Of course. Looking at this beautiful mountain. And, um, and then um, the, a trio of stone creatures come down from a UFO <laughs> ship. And believe it or not, my dear friend, the, these guys. Oh my gosh. They're, they're called Cronins. Okay. Does that sound familiar to you? Very, oh gosh, it's like digging, it's it's tingling a deep part of my brain. <laughs> Cronins. You're Peter Tingley? Peter Tingle? The, the, the way Cronins. they look or the name? The name oh, of a boat. Oh, isn't that, um, oh, isn't that, uh, oh, hello? <laughs> what is the blue man's name? <laughs> Korg? Korg. It's Korg. <laughs> so it, it's Korg. And actually, quite literally, I believe that it was confirmed that one of these is Korg. So that's what he looks like. And, and for those of you at home comics. who can't see it, he's kind of like if it looks like that, um, an Easter Island head had a baby with a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's, what's that? Is that the, an Easter Island head? Okay. Yeah. Those. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, so they, they, they come from Saturn and okay. then they invade, uh, Norway, this, this area of Norway. And you know, like, a good story goes, he runs off and he's like, I got to hide. And he happens upon this cave. Right. Yeah. And, um, and, and he's caught at a dead, dead end and then he nearly loses all hope and he's cradling in a fetal position. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then he finds a vast, there's a secret chamber and within the secret chamber, there's this magical stick and he's like, Oh, magical stick. Cool. Okay. So it's an ancient cane. I just like calling it magical stick. Nice. So, <laughs> as logic would appear, he picks up the, the, the cane and then he starts hitting the exit, like what appears to be another exit with the cane. Okay. Keeps hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. And then the cane then transforms into Mjolnir and he becomes Thor. Oh my God. Thor, the mighty Thor. So I'm going to swipe ahead. See, so here he is. He's beaten, beaten the that rock. Is bizarre. Hilarious. So he hit, a cane against a boulder and then thunder appeared and he thunder. Trans transformed into Thor. 
That, wow, he just got buff in one panel. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Boy, my name is Cool. And, um, oh. <laughs> cool, just, cool. Oh, my name is Cool. I'm a bunch of little rooks. Yeah, rooks. And rooks are cool. I want to start a revolution, but I didn't print enough pamphlets. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so, um, so, like, you know, of course, everyone should read this issue. It's just great. But, dude, can you tell me what you see here that might stand out to you that is bizarre? Well, first of all, it's spelled Thor wrong. Right? <laughs> I do not, like somebody please explain to me why on the very last panel of this comic book, they spell Thor as in T-H-O-R-R. Like someone was like, Thor. Yeah, so it's got two R's. I don't know who cleared that, but maybe they were just like, send it to print, it's cool. What so, copywriter? Look <laughs> this over. Stan, what have you done, dear friend? How many hands did this go through before I it went to print? And they were like, it's cool. It's cool. Don't just leave it. It's cool. <laughs> um, so with that, I have our first pop quiz. Great. Another one for me to fail. <laughs> Somebody take a tally already. We need it. I guess. All right. So we mentioned in our Hawkeye episode oh, that God. DC's Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow, predated Clint Martin by nearly 25 years. Okay. Okay. That's right. So that begs the question, who came first? DC's Thor. Yes, there is one. Oh, or, what? Or Marvel's. <laughs> I didn't even know DC had a Thor. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, Isn't that crazy? Oh my gosh. But it's like what I just said. It's like, you know, there may be a Norse mythology god known as Thor. There's a god of war, Thor. There are Thors all over the place. But you gotta, you gotta say like four Marvel Thors and seven years ago, <laughs> brother. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> oh god! But yeah, there's a there's oh a DC my Thor. God, I see the fact that I didn't know there was a DC Thor yeah. makes me think yeah. Marvel's Thor came. First, okay, because even before the movie mm -hmm. and stuff, I feel like Thor was known in well, pretty well in the comics. Yeah. All right. So we'll see how great DC's marketing is because the answer is I'm gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ending the podcast episode right now. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, my dear friend, debuting in comic. Cavalcade number 17 in October of 1946. 46? <laughs> DC's Thor predates Marvel's Thor by what, 15 years? 16 years? Yeah. Sad Who came but first, true. DC or Marvel? DC. We've had this discussion. And they still can't make a proper universe. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> ah, shh. We love the DCEU. We love it. We love it a lot. I swear. I promise. I do. <laughs> I just wish they deserve yeah, better. I agree. They deserve to eat as well as we do. They as need they someone to just pioneer. Please. You know. Stream Peacemaker. It's on HBO right now. It's pretty freaking funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, it's that. Yeah. Unfortunate truth of the matter is that DC's Thor debuted first. But unless you're actually following, uh, say, the Wonder Woman books, because um, I think he just came back uh, a year or two ago. I don't know. But, you know, he's he's very much in mm -hmm. the universe and, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, Chris, Chris, Chris Hemsworth kind of has it, has, has the character by the balls. Um, 
Speaking of Chris Hemsworth, uh, let's uh, let's pivot on to MCU world. So Ooh, this is where I specialize. <laughs> then this is your this is where you excel. <laughs> so Thor, two thousand eleven, the character oh himself God. portrayed by Mr. Chris Hemsworth. Eleven years ago, my goodness. Eleven years. Wow. Ago, right. That's why I'm. I get wow. nervous. I get nervous when I see these because I was like, dude. They've already been playing these characters for so long. 2030 is closer than 2011. That's crazy. I'm going to throw the fuck up. (laughs) 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 So Thor 1 was directed by Kenneth Branagh. um, Screenplay by Ashley Edward Miller, Zach Stentz, and Don Payne. Story by J. J. Michael Straczynski and Mark Protosevich. I know I messed that up in the Loki episode too. I'm still going to go with it. And composed by Patrick Doyle. So I found a neat little nugget of history okay. with Thor 1. Okay. And it comes from Wikipedia. And I think I shortened it. So forgive me if it doesn't make sense. Um, but Sam Raimi, a household name we're very familiar with. Oh, yeah. Sam Raimi first developed the concept of the Thor film in 1991. Oh, my gosh. Right. 20 years before the actual MCU film came out. But he soon abandoned the project, leaving it in quote-unquote development hell for several years. Rights were picked up by various film studios until Marvel signed Mark Petrovich to develop the project in 2006 and plan to finance and release it through Paramount. Interesting. Matthew Vaughn was then assigned to direct the film for a tentative 2010 release. However, after Vaughn was released from his holding deal in 2008, Branagh was approached and the film's release was rescheduled to 2011. That's interesting. <laughs> Wild, right? Yeah. So that's that's kind of how that... Oh my gosh. So imagine a Sam Raimi Thor film. It's been dark. And now... so <laughs> Yeah, right? And so then he... Instead, moves on to the Spider-Man trilogy 10 years later after that development. That's that's true, yeah. And then makes that giant leap over into Doctor Strange 2, which doesn't come out for another couple months. I know. So it's kind of crazy if you think about it, right? So he's they've really been trying to ingrain that man into the MCU since the uh, the dawning of ages, but imagine it. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. And then through Paramount and all that, like, whew. That's like the route that, you know, that poor Frank Castle and, you know, the Punisher and Daredevil and Elektra and all of them got kind of caught up in. Dang. So Chris Hansworth will be playing this character for 11 years. Mm -hmm. Because Thor 11 comes out this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. End of this year. End of this year. Wow. Four movies too. The only, the only one, the only OG, but also MCU character to have four movies. That's crazy. And consistently playing him in, like, oh, what if for a year straight, basically? Uh, yeah, and and you know, presumably Guardians as well. And oh my god! Not counting the Avengers films. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's. But the the great thing about Chris Hemsworth, which I feel is a little more than what can be said about some of the other actors and actresses, is that you can tell he really loves playing this character. Like he almost he could probably play him for the rest of his life if as he long really as he wanted stays to. Buff. 
<laughs> but we have fat Thor. We have That's chubby Thor. True. We got bro Sorry, I just, I buff shamed. <laughs> All good. You're good. Um, and so, you know, we're going to talk about the rest of, speaking of, we're going to, we're going to talk about the rest of the films as we go along here, but I just wanted to, to note Thor Dark World while, while we're at it. Um, which of course came out in 2013, directed by Alan Taylor, screenplay by Christopher Yoss, Christopher Marcus, and Stephen McFeely, story by Don Payne and Robert Rodat, and composed- McFeely was one of the writers? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, man. Mm-hmm. And then composed by Brian Tyler. Um, and we have a, a listener question from Instagram. Yes. Speaking of Dark World, from uh, one of our Patreon patrons, actually, Ariel Tima. Thoughts on Dark World. I remember it being super serious, but then Ragnarok was a party. Do you like the change they made with Thor? We talked about this in which episode? Dark World? Was it the Loki? I think it was Loki. Was it Loki? That was a long time ago. No, it couldn't be Loki, was it? I am so, wow. I know. We talked about, I remember we talked about, oh, I think it was. Was it Loki? I think it was. That feels like that was just yesterday and that's episode five. I think it had to be because Whoa. I remember I watched. Yeah, it was Loki because I remember I rewatched all the Thor movies. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and then, yeah, I remember we talked about the dark world and we're just like, I remember I'm saying like, I was like, why did I, why was I not such a fan of it? Like, I have to, I have to go back and Tell like. Me it's the ether thing. Yeah. And then like, yeah, I watched it back. Um, the story was there. Like the, like the stakes were there. Um. I just feel like they tried to. Now, do you oh, think? I think. Oh, I think. Oh, I think. One of the things I said was it was it was different because it wasn't grounded, which is not a bad thing. It was just for that time and era mm. introducing something yeah. that's you know you have you have like this Asgardian you know things yeah. that are like different realms, right? And everything going back to Midgard, and then you bring up like the different Norse mythology, like, um, realms. Right. I just think at the time in 2013, it wasn't really seen much on screen in film. So I think it didn't really gauge or connect with probably the audience, which, which is, I want, which I want to attest it to. Yeah, I think so too. And the whole, like the ether thing, the sludge is inside of Jane and (laughs) just, yeah. Traveling from like realm to realm, going yeah. back and forth between Earth and Asgard yeah. and then different like um, realms. Mm-hmm. I think that was just like a jarring thing for um for for, 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 for viewers, viewers at yeah. the time. Yeah. But story wise, I don't think it wasn't like bad. It wasn't like the it wasn't like the worst thing in the world. Like yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, what are the stakes here? It's like, yeah. okay, they have this. And then mm-hmm. there's Malekith. He, the elves, they, the dark elves, they want this mm-hmm. because of something that, um, as guard, the guardians did, I think, I yeah. believe. Yeah. So, okay. Those are the stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, the, and then, and then, and then the MacGuffin is the ether, obviously. Right. Exactly. So it's like, okay, so they're all working towards one thing yeah. and, yeah, but there was a lot of different other like stories going on because you have Thor and Jane, Thor mm. and Loki, Loki still being this, you know. And that was the film where uh, Odin was sick too, Odin right? Odin was sick. Yeah, there was a lot going um, on. And Frigga, Frigga died. dies. <laughs> There's a lot going on. There's a lot going a on. Lot going on, on top of the love triangle, of course. Even and with then, like Heimdall and everything yeah. too because the, the bridge, right? That's, the bridge broke. Yeah. Yeah, and so then... 
also uh, like Darcy and Darcy having an intern. And then the Earth Peoples, yes. And you have like this you have like the scientist yeah. like story going yeah. on too. Yeah. And so it was a lot. I could see. It was a lot. But, it was it was pretty packed. But yeah. like I said, with the, the Loki episode, like rewatching it. Oh, it resonated so much better. Yeah. I, I rewatched it and I was like, I was yeah. like, I think it was fine. I think like, it was fine. I, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot in retrospect. So I was dreading way while I was like, damn, <laughs> I gotta watch this. But then I was like, oh, it's not like, bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not actually. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. And so uh we're gonna we're gonna pivot to the powers here. So I mean, like, you know, it's kinda like we just said, you know, it's so when it comes to powers and it comes to Thor, of course the first thing that comes to mind is Thunder. 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 What were you the god of again? <laughs> I'm the goddess of death. Yes. Thunder! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So this is, I'm going to do a quick riff of the comic book one because, okay. dear lord, <laughs> this man has many powers. So. Of course. Here we go. Worthiness enchantment, transformation, mythical link, weather control, flight, god blast, anti-force, that's planet annihilating for those of you who don't know. Thermoblast, energy absorption and redirection, matter manipulation, electromagnetic spectrum manipulation, cosmic energy, energy sensing, netherworld power. He can tap into dark dimensions. <clears throat> Interesting. That's, okay. a nice little, that's a nice little factoid for you. Dark dimensions. Teleportation, transmigration of souls, life force absorption and Illusion detection. Dude, how come everyone's powers in the comics? Everyone's basically like invincible. <laughs> That's the problem. I don't get it. <laughs> exactly. Like, Everybody's got a, like, like, it's like the Eternals, everyone, right? Yeah, they were I was like, say, all like, of them just had the same power and like, uh, I was talking about, insane. yeah. Oh, I was talking about um, yeah, with my with my with my with my housemate. He he said he just he just watched Eternals on yeah. on on Disney Plus. And he was like, yeah, it was good. And then he was just like, he was like, oh, I like that um, like their powers. Each power is very is an individual power. Like each has their own yeah. unique individual power. Yeah. And I was like, after and then I remembering our Eternals episode, I was like, oh yeah, because in the comics, they're literally OP, like yeah. all of them. All of so them. it's yeah. like. <laughs> Copy How do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, like I said, you know, the dude has planet annihilating powers in the comic books and like things like. Yeah. Uh, imagine if Thor had yeah. planet, planet annihilating powers in the MCU. He's like, oh, ego. <laughs> like. <laughs> and then he would have been done. Like, like movie's done. <laughs> yeah, All movie's right. Done. Roll credits. But that's the reason because like yeah, there would be like, no plots. Jesus. There would be no story if, if, if they didn't dull down these powers a little bit. Right. Like how do you, who wins in the comics then? I like, mean, like, that's <laughs> why they got arcs and that's why they go on for years. <laughs> and the, uh, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. And that's why, that's why comics are as enjoyable as they're. Yeah. That but makes of, a lot of sense. Yeah. But of course, you know, with, with great power comes great tools because we have Mjolnir, <laughs> Mew Mew, oh, as say, Darcy right. mentions. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and so the hammer, Mjolnir, the hammer itself originated when a cosmic storm called the God Tempest threatened Asgard, ultimately defeated by Odin, who then trapped the power into a chunk of Uru, which is the metal I know it's like I have this like I want it's like the Loki episode where I want to read everything in like an accent. 
not an uwu. Shout out to all the anime people. <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um so Odin trapped this power in in a chunk of uru metal that had okay. been given to him by the dwarves of Nidavellir. Nidavellir. This is in the comics. In the comics. Oh wow. Yeah. And so because you know like and you know I like, kind of love this kind of exposition that exists in the books because like he, we don't see that ever yeah. in, in the movies. They're just like, ah, he has a hammer. <laughs> yeah. But I do like going back to the you know, dwarves yeah. in Nidavellir. Exactly. It is uh, brought. Yeah. 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 And so Uru itself original. Now I can't unhear. Itself originates from the first moon in existence. The first, first moon in existence. Oh. And so we're talking about more galactic cosmic stuff going on, right? And so also, you know, like uh, this property, while it looks and appears like metal, uh, sorry, it looks like stone. Okay. It has metal properties, oh. which makes it the perfect conductor for lightning. thunder and lightning. Thunder. Thunder. Gosh, what band is it? Was it Van Halen? No, it's not Van Halen. It's a, uh, shoot, who does Thunderstruck? Ah. Uh, oh. Uh, uh, ACDC? ACDC. Why that hasn't been in a Thor film, I'm very upset about. So I hope like Taika pulls me a solid. May, may, hey. I need that song. I mean, he did. Maybe Guardians Led will have Zep, it. Led right in the last yeah, one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to get, I want to get my bands Not right. That's Jack. Like it has <laughs> to be in it. I need it. Uh, anyway. Um, so of course, you know, in the MCU, like we've seen Mjolnir in all these films and I just rewatched the the team Thor shorts that Taika did ahead of Thor Ragnarok when Oh my when, god, I just watched some one shots today. Did you? <laughs> it, I started yeah. at the beginning so oh, was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that but was those ones are my favorite. They're so good and I forgot that they existed for a hot second, but but of course, you know, we unfortunately see Mjolnir crushed by Hela in Thor Ragnarok. That's how I'm going to segue into that film. Pain. Pain. <laughs> 2017, directed by Mr. Taika Waititi, written by Eric Pearson, Craig Kyle, and Christopher L. Yost, and composed by Mark Mothersbaugh of Devo and Rugrats fame. Oh. Did you not know that? I did not know Mark that. Mark Mothersbaugh is one of the original members of Devo, and he composed like all of the Rugrats, like he composed. <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah, that's, that's him. That's Mark right Brothers as well. And he, you know, of course, he's done like a number of films. Of course. And like, you know, like, oh, he's great. Um, but yeah, he composed uh, Ragnarok. Of course, that's why you get those synths and all that. That's a specialty. Um, and, you know, I mean, any thoughts on, on Ragnarok? Do you have a favorite film when it comes to the first three Thor films? I mean, I think it has to be Ragnarok just because it really? was so fresh. It's a total complete 180 of like say. <laughs> the first two films. Oh my gosh, yeah. I know a lot of people hate it because it's really? so comedic. Yeah. And so like- Too funny. Sure. Yeah. I think people hate fun. <laughs> There's a way of putting <laughs> it. Well, because they, like, they're, they're, like, they're like, they see like this guy yeah. who's buff. He's a god. Right. He's like, he can literally beat you to a pole. He can, he's so strong and he's like, he's cracking jokes. Yeah. But you know, that's the funny thing about that is that when I look at this Marvel masterpieces, yeah, um, I honestly, quite frankly, I feel Ragnarok in these cards because they're so vibrant. Yeah, sure. And so colorful and so 
like I am Thor, hear me roar. Sure, you know what yeah. I mean. And that, I feel like that's the kind of spirit that Taika Waititi really like captured. Is it my favorite Thor movie though? I don't know. I don't know. Like Thor standalones? Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Well, I want to like bring up like his arc just throughout like the films. Okay. Th- from Thor 1. So Thor 1, mm-hmm. he's like. I'm Thor. He, Can't be yeah, raw. he's just, I'm Thor. Very <laughs> egotistical about himself. Yeah. Like royalty, God proper. Yeah. You know, I'm the heir to this throne. Yeah. Goes on this journey at and then when you get to Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. he, was it the, uh, or let's go until end of, oh no, end of, end of, end of Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. He's like, at, you know, Asgard is not a, is not a place, mm-hmm. it's a people. Mm-hmm. So he grows into being kind of like king of Asgard, mm-hmm. but in like a different way that's not as formal as it once was. Right. Especially with Odin. Yeah. So. While he is the heir to the throne, he has also a journey of self-discovery, which I think is a lot of Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. And I know Marvel movies get a lot of flag of saying like, oh, it's the same recipe. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, every hero (laughs) needs a journey. Yeah. You can't, it can't all just be friggin' like just CGI fights, like exploiting their powers, you know, for 90 minutes. Like those 25 powers that. Yeah. So it's like every, every hero needs a journey. It's just Mm -hmm. a matter of like, what does that journey look like? And what do they discover about themselves? Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of that movie, Mm -hmm. come Ragnarok, at least, I think. The journey he goes on is very, you know, yeah, is very needed. Yeah, I agree. So it's yeah. like you, you, you took this guy who came from Asgard. All he knew was like royalty, the mm-hmm. the top, the top, you know, shelf stuff, mm-hmm. and he gets thrown into this throwaway planet. He gets thrown into the Bud Light. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he goes from top shelf to Bud Light. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's like you know, and then he, he's put in a situation where he has no power, no control. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he meets, you know, Valkyrie, who's mm-hmm. who's I think who I think is like his like crutch of familiarity. Right. Even though they, they both came from Asgard and now they're both in this crappy planet. Yeah. And so Junkas. And he and then he goes on this self-discovery on that planet. What's the name of the planet again? I forget. Which one, sorry? The what's the name of the the, the trash planet? Oh gosh. They were on. Ah. I Sakaar. like Sakaar. Sakaar. I was gonna say, is it the devil's <laughs> the, de- the, the devil's, devil's anus. anus. Well, I mean, that's the that's, that's the travel thing they have to go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so Sakar. Yeah, like Sakarian. He, he's not really yeah self-absorbent anymore. Yeah. He's like, I need every single one of these people. Yeah, you know. But yeah, I don't. Know. I think I, I think he goes through the proper self mm-hmm. self reflective journey to yeah. help him become the strongest version of Thor that he is today. Yeah. And it's very similar to, to Iron Man in that regard, because they go from this very self-serving egotistical Playboy philanthropist billionaire. <laughs> yes. yes. Self-indulgent sort of persona. hundred percent. And they're humbled. Yeah. They're just pulled up. Pulled by that chain, like no, 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 no. You gotta, you gotta stay humble somewhere, you know. And I, I love that. It's like the, the deconstruction of the superhero, and bringing them back. Exactly. I, to humanity. I mean, I love that. Yeah. This is discovering the hum- humanity of these. Yeah. 
um, heroes, which is why I like the MCU movies a lot. Mm. I think a lot of people are get too caught up in like the whole bombastic aspect of it. They're mm-hmm. like, he's Thor, he's Iron Man, he can just boom, boom, boom. He's yeah. Cap, he can just my sister's like that. Punch him to the ground. How or, come he's not doing? Why doesn't he just? Sorry, she doesn't sound like that. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. If she hears this. <laughs> She's gonna unsubscribe. <laughs> You just lost a listener. Ah! <laughs> but like she's she's also one of those people, you know, granted she's not at all a fan of our caliber, if you will. Sure. She's just a casual enjoyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know, she is one of those people that's like, well, he's the god of thunder, was and he just yes. you know, and it's like, well, it's, yeah, he's it's a, more than she's that. A, she's a Scarlet Witch. I mean Yeah. <laughs> She could have literally murdered everybody. Yeah, she exactly. Can. And she still can. She has time. She just, she just has yeah. a conscience, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And Unlike I feel like- Vision. Right. Oh! Because oh. he's dead. Dead! <laughs> double, double. Whoa! Sorry, Wanda. Roasted. Oh, poor Literally, Wanda. he was roasted. Oh! oh. <laughs> Oh uh, my it's God. fine. White Vision has a conscious, oh, so it's fine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I agree with everything you just said. I, but I now that I've said it out loud, I don't know what my favorite Thor movie is. <laughs> Shoot. Because I did enjoy. See, I loved Ragnarok so much when I first saw it. Yes. And then when I was doing my, my homework for Loki, a single Tumblr post kind of pulled me in and changed my my perspective because they mentioned and I mentioned this in in episode five but they mentioned how like oh you know and I get why the Loki fans are a little pissed because he went from this very regal character god of mischief to essentially he's almost powerless and he's being thrown literally thrown around and playing in Ragnarok in Ragnarok right yeah and I'm like well I gotta get it and then like his like his outfit is even you know not as not as you know grandiose as it used to be it's not gold anymore it's just leather and he looked like a cosplayer and i was like dang they were really just kind of he just didn't like they just it. did not yeah. like him in that film but as as a, as an entire you know thing ragnarok i feel was again like you said it was it was vibrant it was a different change of of flavor to that character in his sure, universe, yeah. which I think was proper for if they were going to bring something in like Sakaar in, you know what I mean? And yeah. like the Grandmaster, like, uh-huh. come on, can you see Jeff Goldblum in a dark film? Like, no way. Yeah. Not even in Jurassic uh-huh. Park is that dude dark. Yeah. You know what I mean? Never. He's still vibrant, even wearing all black. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I, I don't know. It was a necessary change for me. Um, and I think that, it did, it played a, a beautiful contrast in a way to the Thor we saw immediately after, which of course is Infinity War and Endgame Thor. Yes. Because, whew, oh boy. Yeah, because <laughs> like, I think, well, I think, well, yeah. Palette each, cleanser. Each Thor yeah. in each of those movies, yeah. Endgame, Infinity War, mm-hmm. Ragnarok, mm-hmm. Dark World, First Thor. Yeah. It's every single film is a different version of Thor. Yeah. That you see. It's very true, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> if that's not character development, I don't know what is. Yeah, like exactly. I know people are super mad that they kind of copped out Thor in um, in Endgame because mm. he got depressed. Yeah. Da, 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 da. People are like, yeah. you know, but I also yeah. think that's like people saying like, he's a, he's a demigod. He doesn't get depressed. And it's like, well, what if he did? Mm-hmm. Like, what if, what if there was, and like, and it was all justified because he the, even says it. He says it to Rocket in the film. Yeah. It's like, oh, my mother died. 
Like his like, brother whoa, died. Whoa. He was wa- he yeah. watched his brother die. Yeah, exactly. His mother his mother died. His yeah. Dad died. Sister died. Yeah. Tried to kill him. Uh, <laughs> Everything, right? So it's like Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. You just kind of like lose it. He lost you it. Know? Oh, and then he got attacked by Thanos in the ship. That's, exactly. Like, like mm, come on, like, dude. <laughs> dude is scary. And yeah. The, the children. So it's like, oh gosh. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I don't know, but I, I, I agree. You know, I think it's, it's been a nice journey for him so far. Um, and then who knows where he goes in yeah. love, love and, and thunder. thunder. Maybe oh, this might gosh. be, and because of like the, the like the, the set pics they posted, yeah. cause he got even, I don't know how Chris Hemsworth can get even more buffer, yeah, he but he did, huge. which is crazy. It's so jacked. So maybe this will be like yeah. the most powerful we've ever seen yeah. for an MCU. Exactly. Um, speaking of journey, uh, in journey. So like going back to Mjolnir in the books real quick, you know, that's all good and gravy, like Thor power, all that good stuff in the MCU, right? The way he's presented, but if believe it or not in the books, (laughs) he had a certain power with Mjolnir, like actually holding the the hammer. Uh And so by stamping again with the hitting of this cane Mjolnir thing, Whenever he would stamp it, it would conjure different outcomes. Okay. And I okay. don't know that he has done that in the films, right? You don't see him like aggressively hit anything with the hammer, but he does kind of do this thing where he's like, yeah, you know, after he summons it, he like, you know, sends it forth or whatever. But in the books, <laughs> bear with me, this is really silly. And it's, I'm kind of glad they, they can this concept, but. <laughs> When when he would stamp it twice, he can create any storm. So thunder, lightning, ice, snow, whatever the heck you want him to do. Three, so he had to do one, two, three. It would end it. And then if he did it with one, if he just did one, he reverts it back to Donald Blake. He just goes back, he goes back into being a human. So imagine if you will, like he... It was, I don't know, is that like Captain Planet? Is that Sailor Moon? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like once he loses the the trinket, if you will, he just turns into a normal human being again. So I'm kind of glad they got rid of that, you know, especially for the, the origin character. But that brings me to pop quiz number two. Okay. This is so silly. So by rule of thumb, whoever possessed Thor would behold the power of Thor so long as it was physically in, in their, hand. their grasp. Okay. How long did it take for, say, Donald Blake to return to normal once Mjolnir was no longer in his grasp? Multiple choice. Okay. Did it take 60 seconds, 15 seconds, five minutes, or one hour? <laughs> So how long did it take Donald Blake Mm -hmm. to turn, or how long did it take for Thor Thor to turn back into Donald Blake? Correct. Like if he dropped the hammer, how long would it, how long would it be until he reverts back to his normal self? Oh, that's so interesting. It's like that. You know what I mean? That's weird. So I'm trying to like comprehend it because obviously we don't, we don't see that in the movies. Yeah. That's like a, I don't. That's how they. That's how they handicapped him, if you will. I, I get it. Right. Again, like interesting, interesting. So he part. has to. So okay. So like I've that, dropped my hammer. And oh he's no! Like, ah, I need <laughs> to. I, 
It's yeah. like, what, what hero is that? It's like. It's somebody, right? I'm like, who is it? I can't remember. They can't. <laughs> they don't have. Green Lantern? Right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what I was thinking. Like Lantern, without the ring. You, yeah. I mean, I was going, I was also, I just watched Like Mike, like over the weekend. <laughs> and like, have you seen it? Yeah. 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 And so it's like. Without oh the shoes, God. he can't play basketball. Yeah. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, gosh, which is also based off of something too. Cinderella, Cinderella. Uh, I mean, with the Cinderella. slip, the glass sliver, the glass slipper. It's a glass slipper. Okay, so how long? Clark Kent or Superman Clark. with glasses? Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I was just thinking. I was like, if he has okay. his, if he has his glasses on, no. Well, so, I feel like okay. If he needs to have it in his hand, yeah, he doesn't want to have it away for that long, right? Because if it's like, okay, if it, if it's five minutes, it's like okay, I can do a fight, yeah, you know, for like two or three minutes mm -hmm. before I fully lose, yeah. my powers of right. Thor. He's like, right. ah, that's fine, ah, yeah, weird, sixty right? seconds, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. some emergency, yeah. But not the end of the world. That's like Evangelion. I think Evangelion, they have 60 seconds after the, the see, I don't even go back to the anime. Once, once their plug falls out, they're on 60 seconds emergency power. Backup and they power. have to. They uh, have to do it before yeah. they just literally stop moving. Jeez. So 60 seconds, 15 seconds, five minutes or one hour. One hour, my God. <laughs> You're like, ah, I dropped ah, my I hammer. Got a, I got a whole hour. It's like, right. oh, I dropped my hammer and no one else can pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I got to go with 15 seconds. 15 seconds? Yes. All right. So here we go. Uh huh. So looking at the comic, whosoever holds this hammer, if he, sh he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. So that's it. I must continually hold the hammer to retain Thor's strength. Okay. Next panel. If I let go of it in about 60 seconds, ah! <laughs> I revert back to my normal self. 60 seconds. So he has a full minute before he turns back into Donald Blake in the OG version. Crazy, right? Just, but imagine if he did that in the MCU and there was a Donald Blake, which by the way, is the Easter egg. The Easter egg <laughs> that he's wearing uh, was it Jane's in the boyfriend? First, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the very first Thor, he's wearing a shirt and it's it says got, D Blake. It says D Blake on it. Um, but yeah, so imagine if in the films, the minute he let go of the hammer, he regressed into a human version of himself <laughs> after 60 seconds. That was just like a lot of CGI. <laughs> a lot, yeah, it's like, it's no like- No wonder they dropped Lou that Ferrig idea. Lou Ferrigno stuff <laughs> waiting to happen. Um, and so I wanted to, um, before I put this comic away for the very last time, I want you to read this panel. Okay. In your best Chris Hemsworth. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. For, to give a visual picture, guys, Thor is flying up with Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Mjol. Oh my God. Your, your hammer pulled you off. That's all I can, that's all I can hear. That's all I can <laughs> hear from this panel right here. Oh my God. Your hammer pulled you up. No, no. The hammer, I would swing it and it would, it would, it would pull me. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. This is going to be my worst. Thor impression. <laughs> <clears throat> there, I release my whirling hammer for a split second, catching the unbreakable thong, and then I impose along after it like a tail of a rocket. 
Now, Jesus. If you, if you didn't hear that. A thong? Unbreakable thong. It threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wanted you to read it. So the, 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 the little leather thing at the bottom of Mjolnir, at the, the little thing he swings. The strap, leather the strap. strap. Yeah. He's calling it a thong. That's An hilarious. Unbreakable thong. So they got to put this into a dialogue for right? Chris Hemsworth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm surprised Taika Waititi hasn't yet. Oh <sighs> my and so, gosh. Oh, you, go. Your hammer. You called unbreakable thong, right? Um, so we have another listener question. Okay. If you would like. So via Instagram, Andrew Frank 17. Ooh. One of our Patreon oh, yeah. patrons, actually. Movies or comics? Who would you like to see lift his hammer? Oh, wow. That is not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. Jane Foster. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, baby. Oh, it's um, oh, interesting. Yeah, right? Like, this could be anybody. This could be anybody. And we have obviously seen this in Endgame with Captain America. Only one person ha- Which has. was like, whoo, still to this day, chills. Wow. Chills up and down. Like, I would say top five moment. Top MCU. five. Oh, easy. For easy. sure. Easy. Easily. Oh my goodness, Captain America with huh, that. Oh, interesting. Woo! Yeah. So I, you know, and I don't, I don't think I put this in my notes, but it, it's kind of like back to the what if episode. Yeah. And I pulled out all those comics, and one uh-huh. of the comics was what if Rogue had possessed the power of Thor. Oh. So imagine if you will, like, there's a Rogue. What if there's a Rogue version, the carrying Mjolnir around, or you know, Captain America? Like, who would be your person? Who do you? Who would you say? <sighs> about that like i kind of got it with jane foster so i'm kind of like oh, and she, she's gonna do yeah, it she's gonna do it it's not a spoiler yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't know other than them other than cap cap and jane it's uh, tough especially when you got somebody like thorg running around that's throg tough. sorry throg and he got like yeah and there's so many there's so many interesting characters that have held the Milner in the, in the already, comics. both in the comics and the I films. know Captain Marvel is like carried it, right? No, sorry. No, no, Vision. no, no. Viz. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Tim uh, Nebula. Yes. Or am I thinking? Oh, Wait, God, no, I'm that's, she of, had the gauntlet. I'm up a gauntlet yeah, man. she had the gauntlet in Infinity that's War. That's what I'm thinking of. Who's wielded the gauntlet? Mm. Whatever. Yeah, in the comics. I in the comics, she uh, she did some damage. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. And it, I mean, I will say it was very satisfactory to see Groot pull together, which we're going to talk about just after this discussion. Stormbreaker. Um, I thought that was very cool because that's also got the same properties as as Mjolnir in that. There's like this worthiness that goes into using it. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of cool how they've done it in the MCU where it's it's not so much about worthiness, but it's also like pure of heart in some way, which uh-huh. is like, oh, that's kind of neat. I think I have, I, I think I have someone because yeah. I was literally trying to go back to be like, okay, like whose skill set would like yeah. kind of compliment more. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we, when we saw Cap use it, it's like, oh, well, he's like a seasoned fighter. I knew it. And then <laughs> that was good. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a seasoned fighter, but he also has yeah. Thor. Yeah. Thor's um, like Mjolnir, power of Mjolnir. So yeah, it's yeah. like, oh man, like seeing Cap use Mjolnir for like 20, 30 seconds. Yeah, it was dude. just like, Woo. wow. Holy that, crap. That uppercut. Yeah. Bruh. What I would love to see only because like, 
it'd be hilarious and just like the biggest like troll, but also makes sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, not not necessarily make sense, but mm-hmm. just be like, of course, this person would like. How funny it would be if this person like was able to just lift Thor, mm-hmm. Deadpool. <laughs> you know what? That's that's the answer. That's the answer. Like, why not see? Like, that'd be Deadpool, hilarious. Like, with to be, like I oh can just imagine God. Ryan being like, like worthy, worthy my ass. <laughs> ah. It's like losers. Junk. I could see him tossing it away. Like, what kind of screenwriting thing was that? <laughs> oh, paperweight. Who says you have to be worthy? Bullshit. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> oh, Pooley would be so good with that'd it. Just, that'd just be like oh, hilarious. He would, he would be the type to leave it on somebody's chest too, just like Thor has. Exactly. Like, it's just. I oh. love it. Oh, that's good. That's a good question. Just, and good yeah. answer. Oh. Even as like a joke. Yeah. Like oh, whenever good. Deadpool 3 or yeah. if Deadpool makes an appearance in MCU, yeah. it'll just be like, it'll just be like. Can you just yeah. Move that over here. <laughs> yes, I need it. So, so speaking of Stormbreaker, uh, in the books, uh, I I wrote down it's a thick boy in the books whose origin was quite similar to that of the movie, though under different circumstances. So yeah. you know, like we've all seen uh, what Stormbreaker looks like MCU mm-hmm. version. Groot is the handle handle yeah and then so in the in the book it's it's it is quite thick it looks like a big hammer almost it's hammer on one side axe on the other um and so yeah in in the books uh long story short beta ray bill um of of corbin he won a battle against thor and then odin had the doors of nindavalia uh create a new hammer for the warrior crafted from the same uh metal as mueller and then that's how Stormbreaker was forged. Um, and we haven't seen Beta Ray Bill in a proper form yet, but I do believe he was one of the the monument heads on in in Ragnarok. Um, that oh, building, yeah, yeah, you know, they okay. had those, the four people. Yeah, Beta Ray Bill is the horse-looking one. Uh, okay. So he's like huge, and that's why there was that whole speculation, you know, of course, to be debunked later that like. Christian Bale was going to voice him or be him oh. in the film because, you know, um, I believe- Oh my gosh, I forgot. Yeah. I forget Christian Bale's in the yeah, next Thor movie. Well, that's kind of like me and and when the Moon Knight trailer dropped, I totally forgot Ethan Hawke was oh, in it. And yeah. I was like, oh God, that's right. Ethan Hawke is in- <laughs> <laughs> We have Ethan Hawke and Christian Bale in the MCU now. Holy cow. Um, and so the, the creation of Stormbreaker itself more or less, uh, negated the previous 60 second rule. So, so once, once that came along, it was like, you're not gonna, no. you don't gotta do that 60 second rule anymore. No. That's kind of dumb. Um, and of course, very similar to Mjolnir, um, it's made of the Uru metal and it's nearly indestructible. Um, and so with, with Stormbreaker comes a few additional powers for uh, for Thor or whoever holds it. Um, worthiness, power of recall, so they can call it back, of course. Yeah. Transformation. Um, so for, for Beta Ray Bill, you know, like much like Donald Blake and Thor, Beta yep. Ray Bill has a mortal human version of himself named Simon Walters. Ah, uh, okay. So if we see Christian Bale's name attached to that name. Noted. There we go. <laughs> um, force projection, flight, energy, and weather manipulation manipulation, portal creation, and energy sensing. Um, and so, yeah, I, that's cool. And we haven't seen Stormbreaker since Endgame so far, right? 
that's it. Because he killed yes. Thanos and then he used it as as a big boy Thor. True. That's it. Yeah. So, that's it. which leads us to another listener question um, from Ariel once again. Do you prefer buff Thor or fat Thor? Oh. <laughs> oh. Right? And it's more than just that, of course. It's it's really like we just talked about. You know, it's more the the persona behind behind the physique and and the journey that he's gone through. And you know, unfortunately, you know, big boy chubby Brothor is depressed. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, a lot of us know that life. Yeah. Well, I like what, where they. I know. I mean, I know a lot of people hate it just because you know. Why? Like, just because he wasn't good looking, or, or he was, just, it was just such like, a. I think it was like the whole depression slug, thing. Yeah. yeah. It was just like how are you. He was drunk. He's like, da, and, yeah, da, yeah. Da, like they totally like, um, what's the word? Like they totally like nerfed Thor, kind of. Mm, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And I hear nerfed like, a lot. Well, I mean, he's still a god. Like yeah. he's just going through a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um. Because it's not like Odin just was born looking that way. Like yeah. he was probably felt in his, in his day. hundred percent. Yeah. And there you go. You get Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> I, well, I think my favorite version of Thor, I mean, I do like fat Thor mm-hmm. just cause you know, the mm-hmm. journey that he went on, especially throughout Endgame. Yeah. Um, but I think my favorite version of Thor is the the journey that's in, um, the journey that's in, uh, in Ragnarok. I mm-hmm. like that journey of the Thor short, a lot. Short hair Thor. Yeah. Short hair don't care. Thor. Yeah, and then the haircut by by the famous yeah. Stanley Downs. Like, yeah. Please, old man, you better keep those away from me. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Don't. Don't. I love it. Oh gosh, and little they so, have so many toys of that version of Stan, which yeah. is kind of like it's an interesting choice, but I'll I'll allow it. Um. Have you seen the Brothor Cosbaby? So I'm obsessed with Cosbabies. Oh yeah. Right? So they're obsessed <laughs> with that stuff. So they're better than Funko. I said what I said. They're a little more expensive, of course. They're like 20 bucks compared to a $10 Funko. But <laughs> the quote unquote casual wear version of Brothor. <laughs> it's so cute. That's cool. Isn't it cute? And he's got a bowl of chip and dip. <laughs> You're dripping left, Lebowski. Uh, I love it. He's like a tiny Lebowski. Uh, and then they, they even have like the Thor version. So That's cool. He's cute. Yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite. I mean, I'm very, I'm very, I don't want to say attracted, but I'm going to say attracted nice. to the dark world Thor. But okay. in terms of personality, maybe Ragnarok as well. If not Endgame, which then would categorize Bro Thor. I don't know. I'm a personality kind of girl. I like, well, <laughs> I also like the the small journey Thor went through in, in Infinity War. Yeah. It went from, yeah. It went from like loss, mm-hmm. grief, loss, rageful. Mm-hmm. He went through all the stages, dude. Yeah. Right? He went through all of it. All he was like, oh my grief. gosh, I lost Loki. Yeah. Oh my God, half of my people, all mm-hmm. my people died. Yeah. Um, then he's like, cool. Uh, in the words of Peter Parker, I stopped pulling my punches. Yes. That's what he did. That's very That's, true. And that was his, that was his, his intent when he got Stormbreaker from, mm-hmm. from Ned of Alir. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see that kind of all encompassing look when he lands in Wakanda, mm-hmm. uh, via the Bifrost. Yeah. With r- rocketing group. Yeah. Which is, 
another top five yes. moment. Oh my God. I've never, uh, I think that was like the first time I've gotten like chills dude, and I was like, whoa. I, for people who did not get to experience Endgame and Infinity War in theater, like I can't even, I feel so like my condolences because that was truly like. That entrance dang. was top. Oh my God. Might be even top three. So good. So like that was just crazy. Yeah. Um, And then at the end of Infinity War, he instead of going for the head, mm -hmm. he, like you said, he stopped pulling his punches. He wanted to really make him suffer. Yeah, exactly. And he just like stabbed him in the chest, yeah. but Thanos yeah. still got what he wanted. Should have aimed for the head. Uh, no! <laughs> <laughs> and then he experiences loss again. Yeah, and exactly. And then he kind of goes through the same journey, but even deeper. And then that freaking title card, five yeah. years later. He even like, like like he he reached like a a plateau mm -hmm. of like that journey at the end of Infinity War, mm -hmm. and then he reached a peak at the beginning of Endgame when he sliced his head off, yeah. and then he just went six feet yeah. even deeper yeah. into that yeah. kind of depression, yeah. and then it was just like yeah, and then he redeemed himself yeah, well yeah. and and that's the thing right because you you see it like when when Bruce and Rocket go to to visit him when he's with Corgan and Meek. Yeah. Meek, 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 meek. Um, and, uh, and he says, he's like, oh yeah, I'm the guy. I'm the no, guy. I'm the guy. I, cut him, yeah. I cut his head off. And then he's like, and don't ever mention yeah. that name. And yet he can't hear the name. Yeah. It's like, bro, you killed him, but you can't, yeah. you can't deal with it. Yeah. Huh? Like he's and still it's haunting like, oh, you. Yeah. And then at the end of the end game, it's kind of like the, um, it's kind of like Tom Holland's journey at the end mm -hmm. of No Way Home. It's mm -hmm. a clean slate. Yeah. He he's not a part, he's not a ruler of Asgard. Yeah, he's that's just, a good point. He's just he's, just he's Thor. Thor. That's it. With yeah. with the with the Guardians of the Galaxy because that's his only As Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Back again. Back again. <laughs> uh, okay. Of course. 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 <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, you know, believe it or not, there is actually uh, one more weapon that has not yet been introduced into the MCU mm. that, that is in the books. And it's called, I don't know if it's, I'm going to say it the way I think it's said. And I believe it is pronounced Yonborn. And it uh. looks like Jarn Bjorn. <laughs> and I know it's not Bjorn because I know Bjork. Oh shoot, it's maybe true. it is Bjorn. Um, but Yarnbjorn. And so um, Yarnbjorn is a, a, a dwarf forged battle axe created for Runa, who is uh, actually one of the original members of the Valkyrior. Valk Valkyrior, Valkyrior. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So um, so short, short little thing into Runa. After Runa mysteriously disappeared, um, it was stored in Asgard's armory and eventually taken up by Thor long before he obtained Mjolnir. Mm. So there's some little deep dive for you there. All right. Um, and then we have a li another listener question, this time from Instagram, Captain Cheese. Oh, shoot. Is that That's Caesar. Oh. What's up, Caesar? Oh, yeah. Caesar. Is he cheese? Huh? Is it cheese or is it C's? Captain Cheese or Captain C's? I want to say cheese. I like cheese. Same. Oh. <laughs> Cheese <laughs> so, so Captain Cheese um, asks, how did Stark bring back Thor from the death in Civil War? And how did Thor die before that? So 
I was at first when I read this question, I was like, wait, he wasn't in Civil War. And I was like, oh, wait, he's talking about the comic book. He's really he's a, he's a, <laughs> he um, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I, I, I've talked to him um, yeah. uh, a, a little bit yeah. time to time. Yeah, uh, he's really. Yeah. The, oh, okay. the comics. Yeah. So this could be completely wrong by his standards. But so so simply simply said, speaking of Ragnarok. So. So Thor sacrificed himself rather than join this cult um, named those who sit above in shadow. Okay. So there was this cult. He was like, I don't want to join your weird cult. And he sacrificed himself during this battle. And then after death, he was in this limbo dimension where then he was, he was called by both Donald Blake and Mjolnir. Like, no, you need to go back to earth Whoa. and do the thing. And he was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. And they're Whoa. like, no, 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 go back and do it. So he comes back to earth and amidst that time frame, civil war was happening. And so reminder, civil war in the comics was indeed like the books in the regard that it was Iron Man versus Captain Cap America. Yes, yes. And that whole clause and the thing about yeah, registering yeah, yeah. and all that. And Thor was like, no. I am neither. <laughs> so he chose to be neutral. And then um, that that kind of got a little complicated because during all of this craziness, Iron Man had at one point obtained like uh, a lock of his hair. Okay. DNA created a cyborg version of, based off of Thor's DNA. It's very Tony Stark. Very Tony Stark, <laughs> right? And then they had a squabble and then that was it. That was the end of that. And so that that kind of takes place in 2007, if anybody wants to read that. But so yeah, it's more or less. I hope that's. <laughs> I hope that's, that's oh, that question was all you. <laughs> I know. I know. Diversion. I would have been able to answer <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's it's a tough one. But that's an interesting thought because, like, imagine that that going down in civil war versus the team Thor that we got where he just vacations in Australia and yeah. Mjolnir is taking a nap in a drawer. Yeah. <laughs> like very different there. Stark contrast, if you will. Oh, hundred percent. I yeah. mean, yeah. What if you had Hulk and friggin' Thor in that, in that civil war yeah. battle? Yeah. Oh, it would have sucked. It would have sucked. <laughs> it wouldn't have been as good. It wouldn't have been as impactful yeah. because it's, they were again, and you mentioned it, they're grounded characters versus, you know, and it's kind of like taking away their powers a bit. Because if they're too powerful, then it's just like... Yeah, each team already had one super powerful person, Vision and, and yeah. Wanda. They're fine. <laughs> exactly. Ah, so are you ready to talk family and friends? Oh, God. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna, so I'm going to open that with this Asgardians trading card that I have from uh, Skybox. Is this Skybox? Skybox in 1993, Marvel Universe. And so the card itself features Loki, Thor, and Odin. Um, but on the back, um, so the, these, let me just say very quickly that this set was essentially like every page of a card holder has nine slots. Okay. And so this set, all nine cards put together like a puzzle. So it's one big picture. And so this as Guardians card is part of one gigantic thing of different um, realms and different uh, species and races of people. And so uh, it says, Home Dimension Asgard. Uh, once worshipped by humans as the Norse gods, the Asgardians are a race of noble warriors with greatly extended lifespans. Mm -hmm. Their epic battles have often spilled over into the earthly plane, causing both awe and fear throughout mankind. Um, and it says the representatives are Thor, Odin, Baldur, Loki, Sif, Heimdall, and Hogan. 
Um, first appearance, Journey into the Mystery, same issue as Thor. Um, and then it says, did you know Asgard can only be reached via the Rainbow Bridge, a special interdimension passageway? Yes. Yes, we knew that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the Rainbow Bridge. Uh, the Rainbow Bridge. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, you know, we've, we've kind of chit-chatted about Odin and and uh, Frigga quite a bit yeah. in the Loki episode, so I'm not going to, I don't think I'll go too yeah. deep into them. You know, of course, portrayed by Sir Anthony Hopkins and Rene Russo, respectively, and she has no relation to the Russo brothers, FYI. Yeah. Uh. I had to look. I was so curious. I was like, wait. I would have been sick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But but a a tremendous stark contrast to uh, Thor's comic book family, and I mentioned this at the top of the show, is that his mother, his his biological mother is actually Gaia, um, and it's not Frigga. Frigga is the stepmother, which Mm. I think we briefly mentioned also in Loki because, you know, of course, the frost giants and all that stuff. So for Thor... Um, Gaia, you know, it's spelled G-A-E-A, which is also oh. a derivative of Gaia as in like Mother Earth, G-A-I-A. Ah. Yeah. Um, she was one of the elder gods who materialized on Earth before life manifested. So we, do you, do you remember when we last spoke of the elder gods? The elder god. Oh man. Yeah. We just talked about them I, <sighs> with the Doctor Strange episode. Oh yes. And they came up the Demiurge. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so she is one of them. She oh is one God. of those. So here we go again. The Marvel universe is just interweaving within one another. And so uh, we're not going to go too deep into her, but she uh, essentially just, she mated with many second generation gods of earth and birthed their children. Mm-hmm. One of which was Thor from Odin. <laughs> Okay. So, so that's his mama in the, the comics. <laughs> um, as far as his other friends go, uh, of course, you know, who would we be without mentioning Lady Sif and the Warriors 3? Um, and and funny enough, uh, they had a page in the calendar last week. For Warriors, uh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> For Warriors 3, so I'm going to read their little thing. Um, like their fellow long-lived Asgardians, the Warriors Three possess superhuman strength, agility, and durability. Fandral is the master of blades and sword fighting. Hogan excels in the battlefield medicine and bludgeoning weapons. And Volstagg exhibits enormous power and overall combat prowess. So, sorry, like they there's actually a typo in there, so that's kind of funny. Um, uh. <laughs> Marvel. Um, so yeah, so the, simply said, those three, Fandral, Hogan, Volstagg, they're, they're pretty similar both ways. Um, you know, you can see that, uh, that Hogan is not Japanese in the books, but he is of, you know, he's not, he's like of mm. European descent uh, yeah. in the comics. So in the comics, they're known as Fandral the Dashing, Hogan the Grim, and Volstagg the Enormous. Can't imagine why they named him Enormous. He's Freaking gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you remember the weird thing about the Fandrels when it came to the, the films? <laughs> the f- you remember? <sighs> this is one of those rare instances when two different actors played the character. Uh-huh, and no one noticed? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, no, I don't remember that. Oh, my gosh, really? Oh, I remember when I first saw it, I was like... What the hell? Because <laughs> <laughs> originally, you know, um, and, and by the way, I 
yeah, we're going to discuss Sif a little later because she does play a bigger role beyond just being a friend. But um, Fandral was originally portrayed by an actor named Joshua Dallas, who I believe was on Once Upon a Time or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Zachary Levi. <laughs> so he's Zachary Levi in everything after Thor. Damn. It's Zachary Levi. So it's Shazam. Oh, that's right. <laughs> right. And wow. I remember seeing, because I liked Joshua Dallas as, as Fandral, and I love Zachary Levi, so I was kind of like, okay, yeah, that's fine. But it was just weird because I was like, what happened? <laughs> you just swapped him out. Maybe, like, yeah, this is um, contract. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I know. And it was actually, I think it was uh, something, oh, Joshua Dallas couldn't get out of Once Upon a, Once Upon a Time or whatever he was on. Uh, and then Zachary Levi, who was the first choice to begin with, was free. So they were like, well, yeah, well, well switch we, it back. We got him back. So they got him back. And then Hogan, um, Hogan the Grim, of course, portrayed by uh, Tadunobu Asano. Asano, sorry. Nice. Excuse me. And then um, Volstag the Svelte, not enormous, is portrayed by Ray Stevenson. Um, so those are, they were awesome. And and I'm kind of sad that they perished in, in Ragnarok. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was thinking in my head. Yeah. I was like, "Where did these? Where what, what happened to these?" Off. And it was just like, oh, "Well, yeah, I they were there for five seconds, and they were like, well, they're dead. <laughs> they got stabbed.'" Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, and then, uh, of course, Lady Sif, portrayed by Jamie Alexander. Um, she's so, great. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of multiple actors. Gosh. <laughs> for one character, Jeff Ray, uh, pop quiz for you. Uh, okay. Okay. Are you ready for this? No. All right. So, Fandral was one of the few characters played by multiple actors in the MCU. Can you name the other four? Oh, you're not asking me this right now. Hey, it's an MCU question. You got to know. know this. <laughs> So actor, characters played by multiple actors. I know one. Oh, you said two or three? Four. One of four? There are four. There are four after Foundro? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, yeah. Around, like, not concurrently after Yeah, Fandral. but like, oh. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Beyond Foundro. Yeah. Okay, so total five then. Yeah. Okay. One is definitely um, War Machine. Okay. Do you remember okay. played him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rethink my answers. Yeah. Although real quick, like I mean, although you know, all things aside about Terrence Howard in general, yeah, I loved him as Rhodey. He was he was really good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Then you know, I love Don Cheadle more, so it's fine. Yeah. So yeah. So we got we got Don Cheadle, Terrence Howard. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. This is gonna be okay. You can do it. I'm gonna have to think about this. Oh man, mm-hmm. uh, I hate having to cycle through all the different movies in my head. <laughs> I just imagine it's like the original opening sequence to the films where it'd be the comic book flips. Yes. Like, but that's your brain and yeah. you're going through all you the You know actors. slot machines? Yes. They just don't stop. Right. That's no, no. Like, you know when it stops? Oh, yeah. When my, my brain is literally just the slot machine continuously <laughs> going. <laughs> yeah. And never winning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and never <laughs> winning. Blast okay. penny slots. So we have, oh my God. You can do it. This is going to bother me because it's going to be like, yeah, you're right. You can totally. do it. Oh, Netherlands. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So we got Don Cheadle, Terrence Howard, mm-hmm. War Machine. Yep. 
Um, wow, how come I can't think of it more? I feel like it's very prominent. And there is one that is incredibly prominent. Yeah. <laughs> If I ask for a hint of what movie it is, is it obvious? It doesn't matter what movie it is. You don't have to know the transition, but. No, I know, I, I know, no, but it's just like. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, hint, hint, wait, hint, wait, per, wait, per, hint. I'm always angry. Oh, duh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, because I don't think, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't, for some reason. You don't count the, it, the, huh? the, the Incredible Hulk is just. Oh, uh, you don't count it. That's technically MCU, bro. I know, it is. <laughs> But okay, so uh, okay, we got Mark Ruffalo, Edward Norton, Edward Norton, of course, and then the the first of them all, technically the most, not MCU, literally the most obvious one, Jesus. Eric Bana. So Eric Bana, we went from Eric Bana, Eric to, Bana, sorry, to Edward Norton to Mark Ruffalo. So we've had that's three right. Hulks yes, technically Damn. in the MCU, okay, technically. So that's two. Yeah, so that's two. You got one of them three. for sure. Oh my goodness. Okay, here's here's a tiny tiny hint. The last two are both villains. Are both what? Villains. The last two are both villains. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I think I know one of them. Okay. Red Skull? Yeah. Red Skull. I wish Hugo Weaving did. The, the second one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, then followed by Ross Marquand. Ross who, who plays a lot he of is the characters again, in What If. <laughs> dude, he is like literally everybody in What If. Because he is so good. And again, he is the actor that, I forget his name on the show, but he's on The Walking Dead. And I praised him for his work on What If and he liked it on Twitter. So hey ho, what's up <laughs> Ross? Um, but he is fantastic. He is a true voice actor and a true character actor. He's great. He's so good. Um, but I forgot to mention in in Doctor Strange in the Doctor Strange episode, I made note to to tell you, and I completely forgot. But in uh -huh. the first appearance of Doctor Strange in that half half book, right? Um, the I gotta show you the the whole look of Red Skull played by Ross Marquand in in Endgame and Infinity War is actually from I believe it's an homage from that book. Um, oh. But yeah, go ahead and, and think of oh my gosh. think of the last one that remains, and that then I'll pull this up. Villain. Yep, a villain. A villain. Oh man! Oh, now I gotta think of all the villains. And this one, I admit, I I pretty much forgot. Really? But I did remember. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. Oh God. Okay. Oh, so here it is. See, look at this. This is like, and this is again. This is the first appearance of Doctor Strange, but. That's the character, is it not? Oh, yeah. It's the character that's on uh, Vormir. Yeah, 100%. I was like, ah. They Cape just put, and hood and everything. Yeah, and they just, in the chains, they just put a. Okay, let's go through the, let's go, let's go through the, let's go through the villains, guys. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got, uh, okay. Huh? Oh, my God. There's so many of them. Oh, and they went, they went from one, like they changed from like one movie to the, to the next movie. This is a tricky one. Uh, oh. yeah, actually it was one actor in the first film that this character appeared in. Yes. And then by the time you see the character again, it is a hundo percent another person. Crap. Mm. 
Oh, man. You might hate me for this one. Oh, I might hate myself for it. I'm trying to think, <laughs> like, is it voice-wise? Like, are we already doing a physical? Like, like, okay, like, like what villains are, were physical? What villains were, <laughs> were voice only? Yeah. Oh, God. Hold on. Hold it's a heavy on. lift. Heavy lift. Huh? This is a heavy lift. Like, it's a tough one. It's, it's tough? really It's tough. It's uh, a tough one. Like, okay. I'm sure that most people don't know this. Oh, my lordy, lordy, Michael Jordy. <laughs> I cannot. Okay. Give me another like hint. I'll do it myself. No. Yeah. Oh my god! I forgot his voice was completely different in the and first. And mocap. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely, completely different, different person. So Thanos was originally played by an actor named Damien Poitier. He even looked different and in yeah, his first appearance. He looked different, and that's also why he looked different. And he didn't say anything, but he did the. <clears throat> that was Damien Poitier. He got credits for it. He and got he got credit for it because he was, for all intents and purposes, was going to be Thanos. Uh huh. And then, and the Marvel decided, oh wait, <laughs> oh wait, we can do Infinity War. Like we can and do then a they Thanos. Changed it. Yeah. Yeah. To which they then said, "So sorry, Damon, but we're gonna we're gonna we decided to move on creatively in a different direction." And he was like, "Okay, cool." And then he ended up appearing in Captain America: Winter Soldier as one of Crossbones's henchmen. So if you see a big black dude in the, you mean, he's you mean like that's Civil him. War? Was it Civil War? Sorry, Civil Crossbones. War. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess it was Civil War. Yeah, he's a big dude, big dude. Oh, okay. He is like formidable as hell. And so oh, that's right. we went from Damien Potier to Josh Brolin. See, that's why I would have never, because yeah. Thanos, he, he just says- It's so subtle, huh. right? Yeah. And that was at the end of the first Avengers. Avengers, yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to see his profile. And he was pink too. Yeah, he was a little more pink. He was on the pink side. A little more contrasty. Yeah, yeah. And his eyes were different and yeah. he had more of that ballsy chin. Yeah. <laughs> the ball section, as yeah. Peter Quill would say. So, uh, so yeah. So there's a pop well, I mean, I think they made a really good choice. Oh, me too. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh. That voice on that man, I just, I can't tell you. You cannot Holy. live with your own failures. Oh my God, so And what good. did that bring you? Back to me. Back to me. Ah, <laughs> uh, so good. I can't unhear it. Yes. Yeah, I can't so see him good. the same in Dune. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> and he's Cable. God. And Cable too. Kill me. He's so good as Cable. Ah. Uh, Thanos? <laughs> <laughs> so good. I love it. Oh, and then of course, you know, that's not the end of the friendship list. Um, Korg. Gulg. The best, um, best friend. Like I mentioned, he's one of the original Cronin uh, in in his first epi in first uh, uh, issue appearance, and you know in the books he seems to be more closely closely lined with Hulk, and as far as like part Str strength friends and uh, no like oh, associates, yeah, like they're he's more of a Hulk uh, sort of you know co star than he would be a Thor one. Got it. And then Meek. Uh, <laughs> I had to look him up because I was like, nah, is there like there's a meek? Is there's he? a meek. Is he? There's a meek. They're nice. not like they're not like they are in Ragnarok, for yeah. instance, but he's a Sakaran insect warrior. Okay. Who does not look like he looks in the insect. Of course. He looks like uh almost like a giant praying mantis. 
mated with an alien alien, like the alien's alien. Oh my gosh. It is that sounds It's like a giant terrifying. insect. It's a giant insect. Um, and I wrote in my notes, who is not at all as cute as his MCU counterpart. <laughs> <laughs> Golden Meek. Oh, so, Meek's dead. Meek's, oh, Meek's dead. I'm just, I'm scared. Oh, Meek, Meek, oh, Meek, you're alive. Oh my God. <laughs> my face when that happened, when he was like, oh, he's dead. I was like, oh. <laughs> I visibly and like vocally reacted in the theater because <laughs> it was so jarring. It he was, was so deadpan like, too. He's like, Korg, Meek. Oh, Meek's dead. <laughs> so dead. I was like, oh my God. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Uh, Daika. Daika. Killing me, Daika. Oh, so, so good. So Korg and Meek in the MCU are portrayed respectively by Taika Waititi and Stephen Murdoch, um, AKA a pile of rocks or dead, depending <laughs> on who you asked. I put that in its like aliases. I was like, his aliases? Ah, got it, okay. Um, and then last but not least, friend, adversary, nobody knows, Loki. Portrayed by Tom Hiddleston. Uh, needs needs no needs no introduction. Uh, go back and listen to our episode, please. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which rolls us right into adversaries. Which again, we've discussed Loki. Not going to do it again. Um, so yeah, in the in the MCU and in the books, it's it's kind of streamlined. It's it's like what we have discussed in all of these episodes. Really, they're really really consistent about picking enemies and adversaries for these characters in the films mm -hmm. um, that are pretty pretty standard and pretty parallel to the comic book uh, counterparts. So let's just go down the line, I guess, in, in order of um, succession when it comes to films and uh, and whatnot. So speaking of Malekith, Malekith is the uh, more or less, oh, actually, no, that's kind of backwards. King Laufey was the first one. So uh, that's, yeah, yeah, from the first Thor, from the first Thor, and of course, you know, he's Loki's biological father, and he in the MCU is portrayed by Colm Feori, Feor, Feor, um, Colm. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I botched that. <laughs> God dang! I'm gonna keep that in. I, I still can't even say <laughs> I can't even say Hogoth. So, um, yes, a Colm Feor, uh, and uh, followed by Malkith the Accursed. So. This uh, this calendar thing is actually just the stats one. So his real name is Malkith Occupation. I love, that's the thing I love about these superhero things. They put like occupation. occupation. Yeah, as if a, being a bad guy is a freaking job. Uh, so, so Malkith's occupation is master sorcerer. His height is six foot nine. His Damn, weight is, he's tall. Yeah, weight is... 185 pounds, and his first appearance is Mighty Thor number 344 in June 1984. So he came a little later, came about 20 years later. Um, and uh, in the books, again, he's, oh, I didn't say that yet, but he's the dark elf of Svaltheim. Nice. Sure, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to keep that. That was oh, yeah. strong. Oh, yeah, that was very good. <laughs> and he, of course, is a character very rich in Marvel lore um, across the board for so many different um, reasons. And it's because he is a book jumper. He is in different situations and he comes, you know, in and out of the storylines. Not only Thor, but, you know, everybody in that periphery, too. So um, not going to go into him because... 
all the potential in the world. Because, of course, in the MCU, he's portrayed by Christopher Eccleston. Eccleston, excuse me, who was of the Doctor Who mm. fandom. And also he was in Heroes season one, I oh, believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't watched that in Dude, obviously in decades. Ages. Yeah. Ages. <laughs> um, but I remember how excited everybody was that he was in that too. Yeah, he's he's a powerhouse, that guy. Um, and then, of course, uh, we move along to, to Surtur, the fire giant. That's right. Is he? In, he's in Ragnarok. Ragnarok, yeah. Um, he's, he's the one the, who fulfills the prophecy the of prophecy Ragnarok. The prophecy of Ragnarok, yeah. So he's based off of a, a fire giant, um, Sutor. See, they did it again where they're spelling it a little different. <laughs> Therefore, it's not the same. Oh, are they so, spelling it? So in the in Marvel spells it S U R T U R. Yes. And then in Norse mythology, it's S U R T R. So Sutor, Sutor versus Sutor. Sutor. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, from Muspelheim, land of the fire demons and one of the nine worlds. Yes. And then more or less pretty much the same when it comes to MCU. He's portrayed by Taika Waititi. Nice. And voiced by Clancy Brown. And like you just said, he brought forth Ragnarok. So I added this character late because I watched, again, I watched the Team Thor part one and two before you got here. But then I watched the Team Daryl. <laughs> Team Daryl, baby. Which I don't think I saw until today for some reason. You haven't seen that one? And I didn't know, yeah, because I didn't see the Grandmaster one. So I was like, oh my God. So I put the Grandmaster down because maybe he's kind of an adversary, I guess. He's not in a, a friend. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, so in the comics, I this is a character I'm very familiar with, you know, perhaps even more than I am Thor, to be honest, because uh -huh. he's so ingrained in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. So, and that comes because he is... And I think I mentioned this before. He is the brother of the collector. Oh, so yes. Jeff Goldblum and Benicio del Toro are brothers in the MCU. I mean, even if they were brothers in real life, I believe it too. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I feel like they're actually friends too. Um, <laughs> but so in the in the books, his name, his real name is Enduigast. Um, like Tanalir Tavon, and then I wanted to say it like Tanalir Tavon. Tanalir Tavon. I will no longer serve you no more. Karina! Karina, no! Wow! so <laughs> wow! Oh, that's <laughs> that's officially my favorite uh, impression. That one good? Was that one good? <laughs> that's number one. None of them. Not even Black Widow compares to that one. I am done. Whoa! That is my top. Top number one slot of Jeffrey impersonations. Oh my God. By the way, <laughs> by the way, did you know Karina is actually Tanelia Javon's daughter? In the comics? Yeah. Or, oh, she's, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah. She's Karina Tavon. Oh, that's so even darker. Killed his own daughter. Weird, Yikes. right? So. Turned into a slave also. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're my daughter. What did he say? She's elbow. 
use your elbow. Use your elbow. Yeah. It's circles. <laughs> In circles. We have guests. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so back to the Grandmaster. Um, he is one of the ageless elders of the universe, a.k.a. the last survivors of otherwise extinct races. Uh, okay. So it's kind of like a Noah's Ark situation, except okay. there's only one. And they were like, okay, well, we're the last of all of us. So we're the elders of the universe. Um, which, you know, I mean, technically, Gamora should have been one of them too, but that's another story for another day. Um, there are actually over 20 of these elders in existence, uh -huh. two of which, speaking of Karina, one is Karina and one is Ego. Wow. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're, wow. we're going real deep into Jesus, Guardians man. of the Galaxy land. Um, and, 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 and of course, um, so like the collector, so the collector collects things. Of course. <laughs> as he should. <laughs> as he should. <laughs> and so for the grandmaster, of course, um, his big deal is that he mastered most civilizations like, uh, games of skill and chance. So he's all about games. He's a wow. gamer. He's a Jesus, gamer. Jesus, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they really got that to a T in Ragnarok. I know, exactly. <laughs> I love it. They really did it well. And um, the interesting thing about the Grandmaster um, is that, you know, they have, you know, like, again, we've mentioned the, the Black Panther young, no, young adult novel, and there's also the Gamora Nebula one. Yeah. And he's a prominent character in the Gamora Nebula one. Oh. And so he's, he's doing what he does. He's like, okay, would you like to make a wager? And you know, it's all about, it's all about gambling and it's all about, okay, well, if you have a champion, you know, choose your champion, choose who's your ch champion. Yeah. And then, you know, they, he and Thanos actually sit down and they make a bet on who would win between Gamora and Nebula. It's, it's dark. It is dark. The entire novel. I was like, this is a young adult novel. <laughs> it is, it is pretty, it's pretty heavy. Um, but he's very prominent in that. And he's always been prominent again in, in, in the Guardians books. So I enjoy that character a lot. Of course, portrayed by Jeff Goldblum. Um, the best. And then, yeah. And then the, as far as the most recent adversary goes, Hela. Who we also talked about in Loki. Yeah. Um, and you know, quick recap: she's a child of Loki and Angaboda in the comic. In books. the comics, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, another character rich in Marvel lore, and she was even brainwashed. By the way, I didn't mention this before, but she was brainwashed by Nazis in World War Two. <laughs> the face jacket. Jesus. So imagine Bucky and Cap like facing off versus the Nazis in Hela. Kind of crazy. I mean, even in, in the MCU, that's like that's a, what a bloodline. Yeah. Friggin. Yeah. Hella. Yeah. Thor. Yep. Loki. Loki. Jesus. The destructive children. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then of course portrayed by Kate Blanchett. Killed it. Firstborn Odin daughter, sister of Lo Thor and Loki, as I wrote. Um, who? What yeah. were you the god of again? <laughs> what were you the god of again? She because she's so good. I'm the goddess of death. The goddess of death. death. Kills it. Oh, she's so good. And I don't know one person that was not attracted to that woman in that movie. Like when well, actually when when the news broke that she was she was even joining, I was like, who's she gonna play? Oh yeah. And then they're like Hella. I was like, Ooh. Hella. And then they 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 showed all the uh the, you know, the little pictures started leaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, dang. And then the movie dropped and I was like, 
Dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because she kinda, my God, she she kills it, she, man. She's she's a fabulous. Yeah, actress. she's great. I love her. I'm in love with her too. <laughs> um, I have wives too. You know, it's not just you. I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> Who's your avatar this week? I mean, it's is the, it still Yelena? You changed it I, back to Yelena. It's Yelena now. It's, it, it went Ugh, back to Yelena. Such a poser. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to change it when Multiverse of Madness comes back out. To, Back, back to Wanda. Well, back to Wanda, and that's when I'm going to change my name. Question. Which I'm not going to reveal oh. until I change until <laughs> I change it. Nah, Di, damn. Di okay. gave me a great name for, for <laughs> my Twitter. And if you follow oh, me on wait. Twitter at all, you've known that I've changed my, so my Twitter name. I think for prop, the last seven, eight months, ever since WandaVision <laughs> came out. It's so, so good. I love and it. And then I've changed it. Probably twice in the last two months. I know. That was funny because every time you like something, I'm like, who dude, is that? Dude, a, a, the, one of my friends that I played basketball with, he was just like, he was just like, he was like, you know, I was, I was like, I was like, who is like, why is the girl, why is the girl from Hawkeye uh, liking my stuff? And I was like, oh, shoot. It's, it's Jeff. Because <laughs> the name doesn't help Kate. What is it? Kate Lena. What did we it's decide? Ca Catalina. Catalina. Cat Catalina. Yalova. Maxima. There you go. Is current my current <laughs> is my current name. So good. <laughs> and then Di gave me yeah. a Twitter name that resembles uh, Wanda. Yeah. But I was like, and I was like, oh, that's good. We're gonna save it. And I haven't seen it yet on Twitter, yeah. on comic Twitter that I that at least that I've seen in yeah. passing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I'm using that <laughs> and I'm not gonna change it until Multiverse of Madness Multiverse. comes out. Heck yeah. And new stills come out so I'm I can ready. make Wanda my, my picture again. <laughs> Wanda. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okie dokie. So <clears throat> believe it or not, Thor has had many a relationship. What a slut. <laughs> Slot. <laughs> what a slot. What are you the god of again? The goddess of sluts. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> oh God, he's the, the uh, god uh, of thunder from kidding. down under. That's just Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so these are gonna, I, this is another Tony Stark scenario where I'm just gonna pull the top five or six in this case just uh, yeah lay it all just out. lay it all out and see what see what happens in in and how they're concurrent or synonymous to the ones in the uh the movies um so i'm gonna start with one that that's as recent as 2018 i'm not gonna dive into it whatsoever i'm only gonna mention her because she's a, a pretty <laughs> relevant and upcoming name uh-huh but thor and she hulk had a thing. Wow. Yeah. Banner is not going to be happy. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jennifer Walters, who is uh, She-Hulk, of course, and, and as Jeff Jeffrey just said, um, Hulk's cousin, who is uh, going to be portrayed by Tatiana Maslany in the upcoming She-Hulk series on Woo. Disney+. Plus. So that's going to be awesome. Whether or not she crosses paths with Thor, I mean, who knows, but because of Hulk... Wonder if uh, wonder if any of the the film heroes are gonna yeah. make appearances in the story. I know that'd be awesome in, the, in these shows. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, following uh, in the comic books came Shauna Lind. Um, this this is another you know I mentioned it before that a lot of Donald Blake Thor is Donald Blake. His scenarios just like a lot of mind wiping was going on. Uh -huh. 
And it's a very MIB situation where if they didn't like something, they would just erase it. Jesus. And so unfortunately, Shauna was one of those people who kind of was a casualty of that. And like, uh, so she got close to Donald. They were dating. I think they were about to be married and they were just like, well, this can't happen. So she lost her memory um, and she no longer remembered who he was. Pain. <sighs> Pain. Pain. And then, of course, an, another familiar name, uh, the Enchantress Amora, um, who I think... Cara Delevingne? <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> that one. <laughs> Which, again, that's another one. See, it's another parallel where DC has a version of a character um, that has some roots in, in older fol folklore and Enchantress is one of them. Um, but of course this is, this is the character that everybody was up in arms about when, Lo when Loki dropped the series because they thought Sylvie was Amora. So the thing to remember is that Sylvie is also Enchantress, but she's the second Enchantress. So like if they designated a number, she's Enchantress too. <laughs> Got it. Whereas Amora is Number Numero one. uno. And so Thor has had a tumultuous relationship with Enchantress, um, with Amora rather. And um, more or less, she's got spells and tricks. And, you know, they, they had real love at one point. They even had a daughter together. Nice. But, you know, she's evil. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that didn't work out. Um, <clears throat> and then, of course, you know, as I mentioned previously, you know, um, Valkyrie. So, so in the comics, you know, I would love to talk about her as, as an independent character, maybe when, when Love and Thunder uh, comes out. Yes. Cause I think, I think she's going to have a very yeah, significant arc. I think in so that. too. Yeah. yeah. And, and so of course in the books, she's known as Brunhild. Um, and, and she as well, you know, like, um, they had a relationship and she lost her memory. I think they both lost their memory at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then they were cast back onto earth and there's a whole thing about finding each other again. Um, who of course is portrayed by Tessa Thompson in the MCU. Lovely. King of Asgard. <laughs> Love her. Looking for her queen, AKA as, as she said at comic con. Um, so that'd be interesting. And of course it's, it, this is a, a nice spin because there is by no proximity, a romantic relationship between those two in the MCU. True. None. Did you see what? Did you see some of those deleted scenes or bloopers though from Endgame, what? where I think they did they did a take of like when they were saying goodbye. Oh really? Yeah, no. There's like a they just <clears throat> for one take. I think they were just like just Thor like go and like attempt to kiss to her. kiss her. Yeah, it was like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it was just so awkward. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, like like Tessa and Chris She's were just like, like they're like, like no, yeah, no, no, this is <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I love her Valkyrie, and you know, of course they. They kind of touch on her a bit in Ragnarok by saying that you know she's part of the the the, the Valkyrie fleet of of female warriors and yeah, she's which just is one a, of many. Which is a, I think is a great yeah backstory in yeah. general because the Valkyries seem like yeah they're like Dude. legit and Pegasus is, is, is. <gasps> I love it. Dude, yeah, I love it. And of course, you you kind of see, um, I believe that it was clarified that the woman that saved. Um, Valkyrie's life in the flashback. Yeah, it's she's not only an homage to the original Brunhild in the comic books, the way she looks. Yeah, but I believe that was her girlfriend or her lover or her partner. Oh, yeah. Is that a theory or is that like a confirmed I'm thing? I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. Okay, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, I believe that that's that's why she also saved her. 
I mean, other than being in a sisterhood, but yes, on the, the added on top of yeah. that, that, I love that lore of the Valkyries. Yeah, oh, oh that's, that entire back that that whole treatment of those scenes. I loved it. So that was good. pretty cool to see yeah, on screen. It was like, like Hella taking on the whole like yeah. Valkyrie. It was like a moving portrait from like you would see in a museum. You yeah, know? that's it's, like the, oh, it's the incredible. Sistine's Chapel stuff right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, which brings us to Lady Sif. Um, so, yeah, again, as another character we can absolutely do on her own or maybe we do like, you know, the ladies of Asgard or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, she's, like, you know, it's very similar to the movies. You know, she's always kind of been there. They grew up together. It was kind of like childhood crush, love, what, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And um, she's always kind of been sidelined for his other ladies, period. Yeah, and, and they, de- they depict that too in the movies. Yeah, which is messed up. Poor. I know. Poor um, <laughs> And you know, they had this weird instance in the in the comic books actually um, where she take, took on a human persona as well when she came to Earth. And her name was Sybil. And she was Donald Blake's cousin. <laughs> nice. Sure. Yeah, I guess that works. Yeah, a little <laughs> awkward. And this was kind of like around the time that he was uh, he was dating uh, Shauna Lind. So, yeah, he was oh, weird. Weird stuff. Um, had to be the 60s or 70s, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I wrote, I, my note was that, has been in his heart for thousands of years and sidelined just as long. <laughs> so sadly, that is really her her journey. Um, but she's also, of course, a woman on her own, and she's awesome. Um, portrayed by Jamie Alexander in the MCU and with cameos in Loki, which was nice to see her pop up. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., actually. She was an agent. I forget. Of I think yeah. it was like one of the... Yeah. Yeah. She came in a lot, and she did the Son of Cole joke. Um, that they had in there. <laughs> son, Phil, of Cole. son of Cole. Right. Son of Cole. <laughs> um, and then, of course, last but not least, Jane Foster. Oh, yeah. Uh, portrayed by Natalie Portman, who is an goat. astrophysicist with a PhD girl. True. I love her. I love I love Jane and I love Natalie. So, yeah, I, uh, I remember when that whole thing like went down, like and she wasn't like she wasn't like coming back. Yeah. Um, and I was like, damn, that's unfortunate because I really actually like dig. Yeah. Like her portrayal yeah. of Jane Foster. And like she was a really cool love interest for Thor in the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, dang, but I get, I get why she wanted to leave after the second one. Mm-hmm. Cause it was, yeah. I it mean, was, it wasn't well received and she I felt mean, like she was like put on the back yeah. kind of thing. Right. Yeah. She really wanted yeah. Patty Jenkins as a director. Was it really? Was it Patty Jenkins? I don't know. I know it was a female director. She really wanted, she really wanted and then, the, and then she didn't get it. I think I'm going to have to fact check myself yeah. on that. Yeah. But, um, Interesting, huh? Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I'm glad that Taika bringing her back. Yeah. And not only just bringing her back, but she. Upgrade. She is going to possess the power of Thor in some way. Heckin' yeah. Lady, Lady Thor, just Thor. Thor. Yeah. Um, which is, <clears throat> I'm excited to see it because I yeah. feel like this version of oh, Thor God. love and thunder is just going to be freaking crazy. But it's like, I mean, and I haven't seen a peak from her in ages, yeah. ages. Right. Yeah. But the one or two pictures I saw leaked from 
the set like at least four months ago. Yeah. She is jacked. She is Natalie Portman jacked, which is we've never seen Natalie Portman jacked. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this is gonna like this is I am so curious. Uh, I don't how know she's, where I wonder where this where this movie's gonna take place. Like yeah. on Earth in one of the realms. I don't Yeah, exactly. And so in the books, she is actually current, currently Valkyrie. Um, and, you know, she was originally, you know, before this, she was Thor. She was previously Thor, proved worthy, and she took up the mantle. Um, and the inscription, so much that the inscription on Mew Mew actually changed to um, whoever shall, you know, possess the power, the power of Thor. May she be worthy. It changed. It Ooh, literally changes. Nice. Um, yeah, it was awesome. And that's actually one of my favorite <laughs> runs of Thor. It's probably the one that I know more about than Odinson, to be honest. You know, I know more about Foster. Um and, uh, you know, yeah. And, and so I wonder how much of that's going to be adapted to Love and Thunder, if at all. Because, uh-huh. you know, they could change it completely for all we know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with her. Because, yeah, I love the character. Yeah, so. I wonder where, yeah, I wonder where, yeah, Thor's arc. Yeah. And then now that Jane is coming back, I wonder mm-hmm. how their arc kind of go, go yeah. grows together. And, and it is interesting because is this another, is this a possible multiverse scenario? I want to say no. Yeah, because then that means that he becomes himself again, so to speak, Thor, but he doesn't necessarily have Mew Mew, but there's going to be two Thors? Yeah. See? Multiverse just ruined I everything. Know, I was going to say, I was like, I don't yeah. want I don't want this concept of multiverse. Now, and, Everything. And, and fans yeah. and people are just going to be like, they're like, multiverse. well, what if it's another variant? Multiverse. Yeah, exactly. Like, bro, like. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, of course, um, you know, to speak of Love and Thunder, arriving July 2022, directed by Taika Waititi, written by Taika Waititi and Jennifer Caitlin Robinson. Um, nice. Caitlin Robinson. Um, and I wanted to give a, an honorable mention to dear Gamora <laughs> for a love interest in the MCU <laughs> because his, his skin is like Katati metal. Stop touching his muscles. Stop touching his muscles. Um, which brings a listen, another listener question from Andrew Frank 17. Jeffrey. Who is really in charge, Star-Lord or Thor? (laughs) I think I've had this internal battle. You better say the right answer. (laughs) Drax. (laughs) Mantis. They should should fight to the death with knives. What is he? Yeah, he's like, was it Rocket? You should, you should, you should get, oh, I can get the knives. What does he say? He said, you guys should, oh, Drax says, you you guys should fight for the honor. Oh, the honor. And then I don't know if Rocket or I think it was Rocket, Rocket says like would not, and then something would not, and then Mantis is like the knives. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my guardians, I miss my oh, guardians. Oh man! All righty, look, <laughs> it is his ship. Okay. <laughs> okay. And they are finding, you know, mm-hmm. they're on a mission mm-hmm. to find Gamora. Mm-hmm. So I want to say <laughs> Thor. Oh, 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 oh bait and switch. <laughs> Rocket, what do you think? <laughs> You're wrong. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure Rocket's in charge. Yeah, uh, well, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah, it's a ship. 
Yeah. I'm a rocket ship. <laughs> it's my ship. It's my, it's ship. my ship, Quill. Uh, Quill. Oh, Quill. All right. So. Did I answer the question? Then, yeah, then I answer so. the question, right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Should we move to aesthetic? Boom. I mean, again, pretty consistent, right? Yeah. He's got the. That, 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 that card that we started at the top of the show. Right. Oh no, the the, the comic. Uh, the comic. The, the, the first appearance. Yeah. He has the 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 suit with like the six mm-hmm. things, six circles on the plate, on the armor plate. Yep. So the cape. Four in the comic books it appears. Maybe Hemsworth just has a very long torso. True. <laughs> I like. But yeah, yeah. It's pretty consistent. I like the homage to the comic book helmet in yeah. Ragnarok. Yeah. When he's in the fight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah, after after Thor, you just never see it again. They wore it for like two seconds. Yeah. And then because it's like it's kind of like for him, it's like kind of yeah cheesy. Yeah. On screen, whereas yeah. you have Cap, you have yeah. Cap's thing. What but did they say? Cowl, but didn't they say something? I can't. Oh gosh, it was so long ago. I can't even remember. But I think that there was even a notation that they didn't. They purpose purposefully didn't equip them with the helmets at all times because they just thought it was silly. They just thought it looked silly. Um, not Loki's necessarily, but for Thor to have it at all times, yeah, it's kind of like, it has, ah. like the, it has like the wings and it's, yeah, it covers it's like just, the nose and right, the head. Yeah, right, whereas right. you have Cap's cowl, it's like, yeah. it makes sense yeah. and it works in that in the time right, um, right. of the movie. Right, um, exactly. But whereas Thor, I don't yeah. think he really needs it. Yeah, but it's, it was an interesting look. At first I was kind of like, why did they take it off? Why did they take it off? But then, I mean, like now I'm like, no, actually it works. Yeah. And yeah, the one Ragnarok is really nice too. And it's got that, you know, the way that it slides down yeah. and it is an homage, um, which is great. Um, and of course the red cape and that's kind of changed here and there. Um, where the other, the other, the other aesthetic I like is, um, because I think I don't know if this is the first time in Endgame since, mm-hmm. um, oh, since the first Thor movie where he, where where when he when he when he put Mjolnir in the in the sky mm-hmm. and the thunder and he was you know getting dressed whatever yeah oh yeah the with sleeves. all the sleeves the yeah yeah, yeah. He, he got, got like sleeves here, in yeah the first the first movie yeah. and uh, Dark World yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it comes together as like click, click, clack, clack, clack. Yeah, oh, I, I don't love think that. I don't think that was like a thing after yeah. Dark World. No, up I don't until think so. um, Fat Thor. Yeah, and then event and, and they were like, game. show the man's arms. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which I'm like, I, nah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also that is to their in their defense, it is that would be consistent with the comic book. Yeah, Thor. it's pretty. He I think exposed. it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Um, and yeah, and I feel like, you know, other than the color contrast being dulled down a bit, pretty darn accurate and a pretty great modernization of them, of the costumes. That makes sense on screen for the times. Yeah. Exactly. Without absolutely. being too like Without cartoony. Yeah. Like the one that we've seen in the 70s um, rendition where he was pretty much a carbon copy of what we see on these trading cards and in the comic book, you know, yeah. um, it's, it's almost silly, but uh, yeah, he looks, Hemsworth is kills the what role can we say kills yeah. it man and and so that brings us to a uh listener question from Catherine blades our upgraded patreon Woo! patron um favorite thor wig sweat drop face and so when i read this i was like i was like wait 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 favorite thor wig and i was like there's more than one 
Because to me, I was like, oh, Thor, right? The, sure. The first one. The like, first one. No, no, no. He's got more. And essentially, every time he's had the long hair, he basically has extensions in. So I was like, oh, dang. I almost thought that it was his beautiful natural mane. But apparently, like, the wig took two hours to apply. Yikes. So he was in the makeup chair for much longer than he needed to. And then eventually they were just like, oh, let's fuck it. shave his head. <laughs> yeah, That's why in Ragnarok he was yeah, like, exactly. let's just shave that. Yeah, exactly. So that or he just grew it out. Yeah. And then they just did the, the little extensions and they're like, okay, cool. Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Mine is Dark World. I'll say that to the. End of my days. I mean, I do like the hair, surprisingly, in the first Thor when they're in the really? coffee, or in their coffee shop. Oh, okay. And then okay. he's like, more. Another. Another. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Yeah. 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 I can hang I with mean, that. But yeah, the shave look though. It was that. It was the bleached brows. That even, uh, that even Lord Feige sure. was like, oh, I'm going to cut up. this out. We got to <laughs> cut this up. out. <laughs> but yeah, the shave, shaved yeah. head Thor. Yeah. I can get down with. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to kind of, um, and I started doing this with the Doctor Strange episode. So I wanted to just mention the costume designers because hot diggity dang, like they deserve a lot of credit. Of course. So um, in order, um, it was Alexander Byrne who we mentioned in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, She did the costumes in Thor and in Avengers and Thor Dark World. uh, She, along with Wendy Partridge, um, are to thank for the all natural Thor Hemsworth with no more dye because <laughs> that uh, the, the okay. bleached features was ah uh, a little the too best. much. No, not not the best at all. Um, and then uh, in Thor Ragnarok, uh, Maya C Rubio brought us the short hair. Don't care, one eyed pirate angel. Um, True. And then in Endgame and Infinity War, I keep. Switching them for some reason in, <laughs> in Infinity War Endgame, uh, Judiana Makovsky, and I wrote in my notes, Muir to love. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, uh, this is what happens when I do this after my freelance and job. Just puns. Yeah, just puns, puns for days. Um, and of course, you know, I wanted to mention very quickly, like the concept of the short hair Thor is canon when it comes to the comics, oh. it does happen. Um, it actually happened in Unworthy Thor 2016, 2017, which is pretty close it's to right Ragnarok. right before the time. Yeah, I think they and were- And during the time of, maybe the, during the time of filming. Yeah, I couldn't tell you right off the bat, like who, which came first, because it is kind of a chicken and egg situation. Like, not sure if MCU was like, hey, so this is what we're doing. Yeah. Or if, you know, um, the artist Olivier, my favorite, Olivier Coipel was like, so this is what I'm doing <laughs> and then showed them and then hey ho. I feel like part of it also was Chris and Taika. Yeah, right. Chris is like, I don't want to, I don't <laughs> want to, he's like, anymore. I don't want to wear this stuff anymore. Yeah, exactly. Please. <laughs> right, exactly. And so um, to, to kind of talk very, very, very briefly about that run, it's called The Unworthy Thor. And um, so it's essentially about Thor being unfit to lift the hammer and his desperate quest to regain his worthiness. Um, and so that's, I feel is kind of pretty similar to Ragnarok, at least in the beginning when he's, when he loses his father and then the whole thing with Loki and then Hela and yeah. shattering Mew Mew. Um, and then, um, 
<laughs> in that storyline, it is kind of not so cuckoo because believe it or not, Malekith. So I think I mentioned this before that Thor, he has, he's, he's a Bucky Barnes. One of his arms is prosthetic. Yes. In the comics. And so in, in the unworthy Thor um, book, Malekith chopped off his arm. Oh my gosh. With the mystical ex, Jarnbjorn. After he lost Njolnir, burned the arm, and then now Thor has the prosthetic arm made of black Uru metal. Wow. So it's made of the same property. Oh my gosh. As Numio and Stormbreaker. Whoa. So imagine that. Is that Thor. stronger than vibranium? Yeah, it is, right? Because it's otherworldly metal, yes. Yeah. And so he can conjure storms. He can do the thunder. Oh, he can that's do all that sick. Stuff. Yeah. So what I was if like, that happens? dude, can you imagine? But then they'd be like, oh, he's like Bucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the problem. But it would be kind of cool. It would be cool. But there he took his eye. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, th- I thought that was really interesting. And again, it's like one of those inci- incidents, um, instances when Malekith is, you know, once again, You got to see the panel. The page is nuts. So you got to see the page because Malekith has, I believe, frost giants Mm -hmm. holding Thor by the arms. Uh Uh-huh. Big dudes holding him by the arms with his arms spread out. Mm -hmm. He has Yonborn and he just goes, ah! Like some Ulysses Claw stuff. Yeah, and, the, and the, yeah, Ulysses is another one. And the arm, the limb just goes, just rolls away, and it's like, and he just like he's, it's such a mobster like gangster move. I'm just like, dude, yeah, Malekith is evil. Jeez. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and so that brings us to you know, I mean, what little we've seen of. Love and Thunder Thor, again, um, costume designed um, by Maya C. Rubio. He's jacked as fuck. <laughs> so, like I, I said, I don't know how he can get yeah. any bigger, what but the, he did. What, what costume did we see him and Chris Pratt in? Were they in 80s gear? I can't remember. Something like yeah, that. Right? Was, yeah, right? Yeah, because Pratt had like the long, yeah. the long um, Star-Lord jacket. Yeah. Like, so I was like, yeah. what's going on here? I can't remember what Thor was wearing other than that he had the sleeveless t-shirt. I mean, that's all, that's all, <laughs> we, that's all we care about, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and so we to, cl- to cap that off, we have a listener comment from Mermaid Mellow who says, what is it about Thor's hair? Long or short, braids or not, why is it almost always perfect? Because he is a demigod. Because <laughs> he is the It's the rules. I just, I don't make the rules. Because <laughs> he's the second best Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. All of the above. Yeah. Every reason we just said, he's gorgeous. And I don't know. I like the main. Like again, Dark World Thor. Yeah. But he's a good looking man. So, hey. I respect it. Amen. So, as we mentioned, there's Thor, or Lady Thor, as some people regard her as, Jane Foster, who I'd like to save for Love and Thunder. Um, and then, you know, there's, you know, the, this is just, you know, to kind of bring it all together, the, the other Thors and other media, you know, there are others who have taken on the mantle of Thor, of course. Um, 
including Beta Ray Bill, uh, Roger Novell, aka the Ginger Thor. So there's a Ginger Thor. He's like his redheaded version. <laughs> um, he's very val- you know, val- uh, Viking looking. Uh, okay, um, yeah. And then Tareen, who is Thor Girl, literally named Thor Girl. Um, okay. Dargo, aka Thor of the 26th century. Eric Masterson, who we mentioned at the top of the show, aka Thunderstrike. Um, and his his outfits are pretty interesting because he kind of looks like what I imagine, huh, like a motorcycle bike king version of Thor, <laughs> where he's kind of got like a sleeveless jean vest looking thing and he has his hair pulled back in a ponytail <laughs> and he's got a beard. Yeah. 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 He looks like he rolled out of a... What is that? Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I dig that. Yeah. And then uh, Storm of X-Men, of course. That's a logical thought for Thor, right? Once Thor. And then, of course, I mentioned a little earlier Throg, <laughs> which is the frog version. <laughs> which, by the way. That's hilarious. By the way, speaking of Simon Walterson, so... Simon Walterson, Beta Ray Bill in the 616. Uh-huh. In Earth 97161, Simon Walterson is Throg. Jeez. <laughs> so get this very quickly. Simon Walterson was a star college football player in Mississippi. <laughs> he attempted to contact his dead wife and child. It's always a dead wife and child. God, these guys never learn, yeah. man. Through a fortune teller. He couldn't pay up. So the woman turned him into a, a frog. frog? <laughs> it's like the opposite of the princess and the frog. Yes. It's like the prince. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. Actually, I'm glad that was it. a little Easter egg in yeah. Loki. That was hilarious. No, it's great. And of course, yeah, like you just said, seen in Loki, voiced by Chris Hemsworth. Um, so that's pretty awesome. That's hilarious. And then, of course, the what if version, which is a fret boy. Bro Thor, again, he's another bro Thor. He's more like a, yeah, he's a frat boy. Nice. He's a frat boy. <laughs> yeah, and he's pretty funny in there too. I really, I, I love that that iteration of him as well. Yeah. Um, But I think it's also, that's a testament of how, how great Chris Hemsworth's uh, performance is. Yeah, even voice acting, yeah. Um, And and, and last but not least, um, on our last listener comment, <laughs> I pulled this from... Um, from the woodwork because it, it was quite a while ago. Um, but Robin run girl on Twitter, who is also one of our, uh, we are Groots, um, <laughs> had tweeted us very, very many moons ago. Um, when we asked about tofu, I tofu, <laughs> fondue. <laughs> <laughs> when we asked about fondue and, uh, and, and what have you, she said, my preferred fondue menu. <laughs> So this one's for for all those admirers of the uh, Marvel men. Uh, number six on her fondue menu is Loki, followed by young Howard Stark, Tony Stark, okay, Bucky Barnes, okay, Captain America, Steve Rogers, and top of her fondue list, Thor. So all right, yeah. And then um, how about some almost was? You got some good ones for you. Do you have any idea who the first choice was? First choice? First choice. Let's see. It's 2011. Yep. Need a big, strong dude. Mm-hmm. Damn. 
dang, who was like at the time? Like, cause I remember, yeah. Right. You got to bring it back. I know Tom Hiddleston auditioned for Thor. Yes. And if you haven't seen it, please look for it. It it's, is it's, incredible. It's, it's crazy. Oh my gosh. Um, what a multiverse. Can you imagine if he had a cameo as Thor in Doctor Strange as Thor? And Chris Hemsworth was Loki. Yes. <laughs> or they bring back Matt Damon and oh, their brother. Yeah, and that's, and that's the other. <laughs> and that's the other. Oh my gosh. Oh man. The possibilities are endless. Um, no, actually, I don't remember who was the first choice. First choice. Well, okay, before I get to that. Uh-huh. No, actually, let me just say it. Believe it or not. First choice for Thor was none other than Daniel Craig. James Bond. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Really interesting. So apparently he was in it to win it, but then his commitment to the Bond films got in the way. So he couldn't do it. I think that was a interesting solid move on his part. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Holy Toledo. You kidding me? We were talking about this like ages ago too. Yeah. And how good like his run of um, 007 films has been. So... Among those, you know, in addition to Daniel Craig, among those who tested and were considered for the role, here we go, included Charlie Hunman. Speaking of Sons Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. But by the way, I, if, I mean, it's pretty, like, it's a pretty obvious choice when I say it. I kind of wanted him for Ghost Rider. Uh, that, that would be cool too. Cause he, he really reminds me of Johnny, Johnny blaze and a little bit of Danny catch actually. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, now the word on the street is that Norman Reedus is very interested and I'm kind of like, well, I'm very interested in Norman Reedus. Yeah. So I saw that. that's pretty good. But, uh, Charlie Hunman, Alexander Skarsgård, which is another no brainer. And he's going to be in the upcoming film, the Northsman, I believe. Right. North Northsman, Northman. I think I remember seeing something like that. Yeah, he's playing a freaking Nordic dude. Um, It's very niche for him. Um, Channing Tatum, who I feel was just thrown into the bucket over and over again. Yeah, you got to throw him in. Yeah. Joel Joel Kinnaman. (laughs) Joel Kinnaman. Oh. um, From Suicide Squad. Um, ah, Interesting. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, he's got the. I mean, tall. I see. Yeah, I see it. A li- I, I see. I see it a little bit. I don't know. He's definitely better as Rick Flag. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Rick. Oh, he was so good. I was kind of upset that. Spoiler alert: Rick dies. Um, Kevin McKidd. I'm not no, familiar not, with. Not familiar. Sorry. Um, and then uh, <laughs> you know this name was actually tossed around quite a bit. Um, WWE star Triple H. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was kind been. of a shoe in. He looks more to me. He looks more like uh, Eric Stevenson, Masterson. Sorry. Oh, uh, okay. Eric okay. Masterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this was a big one for me. Big shocker. Brad Pitt. No. Brad Pitt. No. I feel like they just threw him in there just to throw him in there. Oh yeah, just to say that they had Brad Pitt in it. That's a no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then last but not least, Tom Hiddleston. Hilarious. Crazy. So yeah, so that's it. Oh, wow. <laughs> you want to you take a guess on how long we've been talking about the man's? 
two hours and 15 minutes. Two and a half hours. Oh my gosh, guys, we can't do <laughs> anything less than this now. This is our new standard. Oh my gosh. So if you keep tuning into us. Yeah, wow. God help you. God help you all. <laughs> Woo! So um, before all that suggested reading, I, again, I, I'm not super duper familiar with all the, the Thor stuff. Read the old stuff. But uh, right off the bat, I can suggest... Any run by Jason Aaron with Russell Dodderman, Olivier, Olivier Coipel, or Isad Rubik on it. Do it. Nice. Um, those are those are my fab four for Thor. And, and yeah, that's the, the end of the show as the cats go Guys, I'm, I'm going to keep this in, but oh my gosh. <laughs> Die, Die got a new kitty <laughs> and he is exploring uh. the hell out of the world. <laughs> That's like his rainbow bridge. It's like, it's like when, when <laughs> Cap woke up in the 2000s, <laughs> he was like, where am I really? <laughs> Kitten's okay. like discovering things. Dude, he's like toys. Toys. I call it his chaos mode. He's in chaos mode where everything is just everything. I is. see why this expression goes as curiosity killed the cat. Yeah. Right. Cause he's just because like, oh. A cat could like look a blade straight in the eye and be like, oh my God, what's this? <laughs> look at him. Look <laughs> at him go. Aw, Bucky. I'm keeping all of that in. His name is Wolfgang Buchanan. Wolfie Bucky for Barnes. short. Bucky Barnes. Cause he's got a, he's got a metal arm. If you see a picture of him, he's got a metal arm. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> On a cutie pie. Oh Lordy, he's loud. <laughs> oh, man, but um, yeah. who are we covering next? Next is kind of an open book, actually. I I had Hulk written down, That's but true. with a question mark because he's kind of a heavy hitter, so yeah. I wasn't sure. Maybe the listeners can suggest. Maybe that we can do that if you'd like. Whoever um, they would like to hear. Yeah. Um, I guess. Let's hear it. You think, because obviously they know we're, we're kind of waiting on certain, certain movies and yeah. shows mm -hmm. um, for characters. <laughs> um, <laughs> like we're saving, obviously. Morbius. Morbius. She-Hulk, Moon Knight. A lot of the, a lot of the yeah. things. I mean, Moon Knight is the next thing coming up in March, end of March. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I made a suggestion to die via text like a couple of days ago or a week ago. Yeah. I was like, I think we can cover, I think we should cover Green Goblin. Yeah. Yeah. I think. <laughs> say, the, say the line, Jeffrey. What? Oh. The sabbatical one. Uh, Norman's on sabbatical, honey. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'd love to cover Peter, Oscar. Peter, Peter, Peter. Peter, Peter, Peter. Strong enough to have it all. <laughs> Too weak to take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the king. Oh, the king. So, he's yeah. so good. Yeah, I no, think we he can is do that. worthy of, of being, being covered, yeah. especially through the different iterations that the gobby has gone through. Exactly. So. And how many goblins there are. Exactly. Ooh. And obviously we know who the best portrayal is. Yeah. Oh <laughs> was. yeah. Was. Hands down. Um, and I kept, I told Di, I was just like, no way home just cemented like how great. Oh yeah. 
um, Willem, Willem Dafoe, Dafoe is. Yeah. And I oh. was like, I didn't know he can get more menacing <laughs> after he's 2002. So yeah. I was like, I was scared of him then. And oh, yeah, he's even no. scarier now. He's even scarier <laughs> so, now. Props to Willem Dafoe. I think he's definitely, yeah. or the goblin as a character is definitely mm-hmm. worthy of being covered. Is he worthy for Mew Mew? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. uh, all right. So thanks for listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the power of Mew Mew. Toe wake to take it. <laughs> thanks for listening. Tune into our next episode. Send us some suggestions of who you'd like to hear while we please, fill in please, some, please. some episodes before our cemented characters. A We Are Groot salute to Katie, Claire, Robin, Ashley, Joe, Liz, Laura, Ariel, Ed, the Arachnerd, Melanie, Andrew, Nats, and Jenny. Salute, me familia. Follow us on social at S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. And if you like what you hear, review, rate, and subscribe. And we will see you in the next one. See you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Dear... Tony Stark, how's it going? I heard you and Captain America were having some relationship problems. Dear Steve Rogers, do you remember when I goaded you into killing those prisoners and you made me swear to never tell the other Avengers? If there's any other secrets you need kept, just let me know, because I'm not up to much at the moment. What are you doing later? I'm just working. What are you doing? He's working.